Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? I am doing great, Joel. Awesome. We recovered from, from the horrors that are Doki Doki Literature Club. We're, look, okay, so let's level that out. Like, we're never going to be the same. Like, we are changed. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you never forget. Um, yeah, I've calmed down a little bit, though, since since then, which is good. Yes, that's true. I, I, I th- think... I think I've processed it, and I'm I'm not okay with what happened, but I have accepted what happened. I enjoyed, but I also hated what happened. It's, yeah, it's, let's put it that way. Um... But uh, yeah, we're a little bit a uh, little bit late this week. Uh, work is destroying both uh, our our schedules at the time, at the moment. Good old Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is great, um, and that's combined mm. with like we wanted to make sure that we could speak openly and fully about the Game Awards as well. Which, of course, yes, which happened later. Yeah. last week. So it's just been a combination of having that and yeah, work schedules, and I also managed to get sick this week, Joel, which was. I oh, I got a cold in summer. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Awesome. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, don't. It's uh, that's what you want. Can I honestly say I don't recommend it? <laughs> <laughs> I give it. That's probably a fair assumption. I yeah, give it probably no fair. no stars. No stars. Oh boy. Um. But yes, you mentioned Game Awards. That's going to be the bulk of our show today. Um, which we'll get to shortly. But we've we've played a couple of things this week. We've done a done a couple of little cheeky things. We've been we've been busy with um, some video games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in first because that's what I do. Well, um, all right, okay. Because, you can. It's fine. Well, more so because mine probably not going to be as too much of an in depth conversation as uh as yours will be. There's a lot more to unpack and process with yours. I feel. Yeah, I'm st- <laughs> I'm still unpacking and processing a lot of it myself. So, yep, it'll be no, it'll be enough. a journey for both of us. Huzzah, I enjoy it. Uh, but uh, this week, though, I've been playing a game called uh, Battle Chef Brigade on the Switch. Is that one uh, of those it's also Adult on... Swim games? It is, yeah. It's yeah. published by Adult Swim Games. Uh, I can't remember the name of the studio who's made it, uh, the development team. But, um, yeah, I heard about this earlier on the year. It's out on Switch and PC, I believe, as well. Um, I heard about it during, I think, during Adult Swim's, uh, during... um. Devolver's infamous stream. Oh, that debacle! I believe it was the first time I saw. Yeah, I I believe I saw it for the first time there, and it, it like piqued my interest. I was like, "This looks really cool." And then it sort of came out a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's that game! I, w- I want to play that." Um, and so uh, after you know dilly dallying a couple of weeks and finishing up other games like Wolfenstein Two, which I finished last week, I'm not going to talk any more about it because that'll be a game of the year thing. Because I want to talk about it in detail then. But it is very, 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 very good. Um, but yeah, I decided to pick this up and uh, give it a go. So the basic premise of Battle Chef Brigade is uh, it is a 2D brawler slash match three puzzler slash Iron Chef fantasy Iron Chef game. So just take a moment to sort of let that one sink in. It is certainly um, covering a lot of bases. Yeah, uh, and I tell you what, that, that's probably the first thing that, that, that really sort of sticks out about the game is that um, it is it has a lot on its plate, pun intended. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it manages to sort of like balance them all really well. 
Um, it's got a really fun story. It's got a world that I actually kind of care about. Um, and it's really, really interesting. So the, the basic gameplay of it is uh it's kind of almost like visual novelty as well like where it's a lot of cutscenes and like building story and characters and uh you play as mina um who is a uh a, a young girl from a, a, a rural town in this fantasy world um she works at her family's uh, restaurant preparing dishes and and things like that uh, and one day she decides she's going to run away from home uh and enter the uh the the tournament to become one of the new uh, battle chef brig- uh, brigadiers, I guess you would say, to join the brigade, um, who are basically like the iron chefs of this world. Uh, and so she goes and does that. Um, she meets a whole bunch of interesting characters along the way. I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm sort of about maybe like seventy five percent of the way through, maybe eighty percent of the way through. Um, so it's not overly long. It's not a bad thing. Um, but yeah, and she sort of gets into a little bit of trouble and, and, and overcomes that and uh, all the while cooking a whole bunch of interesting dishes uh, for for the Iron Chefs in the tournament. Um, there's also like a, in the little town hub area before you sort of do your, your main battles, there's a, like a puzzle, there's like three shops you can go to. There's a puzzle one that basically sort of, you need to get to a specific rating of a dish and so you've got to try and solve the little puzzles to do that. Um then you've got uh, the hunt one, which involves going out and hunting and gathering resources. Um, and then there's a restaurant that you can go to that you have to just... The quality of the dish doesn't have to be good. You've just got to match a specific pattern that they give you in, in the, the taste gems. Um, and it's cool. They all have their own little running storylines as well. So they're almost like side quests in a way. Instead of just sort of like, you can go here and do a puzzle daily. You can go here and do this daily. Um but yeah, so you, when you go into these tournaments, uh, you've got to prepare a specific dish uh, or specific, uh, you've got a specific uh, ingredient you need to use. Um, and you've got to prepare a dish uh, to impress one, two or three judges. Uh, and to do that, you've got to take into account the, the um, signature uh, ingredient, the key ingredient. You've got to make sure that's in, in the dishes to get like, good points is it ever uh, and it, soylent green it is not soylent green that's unfortunately. a shame that is a shame um but uh but yeah it's so you've got to take into account that that specific uh ingredient then you've also got to take into account uh each of the specific judges depending on how many you've got they'll ask for you to make it uh like have a certain element so the the taste gems that you're, you're matching around in the match three puzzle part are it the base ones are three colors. They're red, blue, and uh, green, which is fire, water, and earth. And they'll say, I want a dish that's predominantly with earthy tones or with, like, earth flavors. Um, so you've got to try and take that into account while you're building your dish as well. Um, but once that's all started, the, the the battle will start, and then you've got to go gather ingredients. And to do that, that's where the 2D uh, brawler comes into. So you've got to go out and um, kill monsters and collect their their resources so you've got stuff to cook when you go back to your um to your kitchen and uh the 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 brawler stuff is actually quite a lot of fun um there's a, a not a whole lot of depth to it but there is like you can combo and do things like that um so there's like up down left right attacks with your basic um like melee attack then you've got like uh, knives you can use, which are like a like a ranged attack. 
and um, then you, if you hold up and hit the 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 ranged attack button which is like your mana attack basically your magic attacks you do a uh, whirlwind which sends out like a giant column whirlwind which can catch enemies in it and sort of deal constant damage to them while you're sort of comboing them as well um and yeah you've also got like a dash attack which you can get an upgrade for that can uh damage enemies as you go by um yeah so it's it's really a lot of a lot of fun and it doesn't feel it's very samey but it doesn't feel boring it sounds deep enough for what it needs to be exactly yeah and because they're so they're not they're not you're not doing it like one every five minutes so it's not doesn't feel repetitive so you do you'll do a battle and then um you'll have like a whole bunch of cutscene stuff or a whole bunch of story stuff that you're getting uh, and then you'll go do a couple of puzzles maybe, and then you'll, it'll be time for your next main battle, and you'll go do another one. So it, the pacing of the game is actually really quite good. Um, but yeah, once you've got all your ingredients, you go back to the kitchen, and you start cooking up a storm um, by matching gems. So you've got to match them in like a, a square rotation, basically. So it's kind of like, I think, kind of like Puyo Puyo, I think is similar to that way, where you can like rotate stuff. It, it's it's weird. It, there's a bejeweled game that's like it as well. I'm pretty sure as well. There are a lot so, of like match three games that that uh, that do this formula. Is it it's, so? Anything like I'm not sure if I've ever played it, but like Kirby's Ghost Trap on the Super Nintendo. Oh, I didn't play it, but it, oh, it's basically geez. like a square that you can rotate left and right. Yeah, it sounds similar um, to that. Similar. Okay, awesome. Uh, I want to go look that game up and play it. Uh, so yeah, so you do that, and once you you match three, it'll level up that taste gem uh, into like level one, two, or three. Um, once it's level three, that's like maximum level, so you've got like a good, um, good you get a good score for that. Uh, there are other things as well that get added into the mix, like some ingredients will have bones in them, uh, but bones will work if you match three of those together. You'll get like a wild card gem that you can use to sort of make up a combo so if you're like two you're one gem short of making like three blue gems to go together you can and you've got like three bones you can match those three bones make a wild card gem and match them together so you'll get that second level one. Oh yeah um, well, that's good yeah and there are other things as well that get added into the mix like uh there's like poison and stuff as well which comes into the story which i won't go into too much about because not that it's like spoilery or anything like that but it is fun to a good storyline to sort of um follow along with um but yeah, and then you've got other uh, different tools you can use, like that you've got different types of uh, pans you can cook in. You've got like ovens that can give you different bonuses. Uh, there's a chopping board so you can chop stuff out. So if you've got something like poison in there that you can't match and get rid of before it's going to explode, you can go in and chop it out and get rid of that. Um, but it all works based around a, like a loadout system. So you've got like a loadout system for, you've got three slots for combat, three slots for cooking, and three slots for equipment. Um, and then you can you get things and you can buy stuff along the way as well. But um, other people that you meet along the way will give you things um, that you can use that will help you. And so you can sort of go into each battle, sort of going trying out new things and new strategies, uh, which is a lot of fun as well. So there's a lot of depth and a lot of uh, tooling around and, and experimenting to be done. Uh, there is a practice arena for you to do all that sort of stuff as well. Um, but the the one thing about the game that I I think is worth talking about as well apart from the fact that it's an interesting like genre combo that sort of shouldn't work but does uh is that it's uh the visual art style is really cool um i saw some reviews were like referring to it as sort of like a a ghibli-esque style and i kind of see that um it's got that sort of 
early Ghibli feel to it where it's like a little rough. Obviously they hadn't refined, uh, had the, the technology to refine that specific style that they're going for that they usually present these days. Uh, very crisp and very, um, like well created and stuff like that. It's a little bit more rough around the edges. Uh, a lot of the backgrounds and things are all sketched like with like watercolory sketched almost. Um, and then like your, your character models are very traditional anime style looking characters. Um, and yeah, it's really, really nice to look at. Uh, it's just, it's a really quaint and, and jolly game to play, uh, and to look at as well. I've been playing it mostly in TV mode cause, uh, it's got full voice acting as well. Um, with some pretty cool voice actors in it. Uh, the main character is actually voiced by the, the lady who voices Ryoku in uh, Kill a Kill, which I was very excited about uh, when See, I finally realized it. That's interesting because like, I honestly don't, I don't even know about voice because I watched Kill a Kill in Japanese. Yep. Oh, right. Okay. Right. See, I watched it dubbed. So, um, yeah, like I was super excited. I, like, I'm like, her voice sounds so familiar. And then I looked up the voice cast and I was like, oh shit, it's fucking Ryuku. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been playing in TV mode, so it looks great on the TV. Um, I played a little bit in handheld mode as well, uh, and it looks great on the, the Switch screen like most games do. It's pretty hard to make a game that doesn't look good on the Switch. It's a good screen. Uh, to be honest. The Switch screen yeah. is good. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, the... Description text says something about having two playable characters. I haven't encountered that yet, so I'm wondering, because when the game started, it asked me if I wanted to play on normal or hard, so I'm wondering if the two difficulties have, like, different characters you can play as with different stories, um, which, if that's the case, that's awesome, because uh, I'll, I'll definitely play through this again. Um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's like 30 bucks on the, sh- on the eShop at the moment. Um it's definitely worth your time. If you're interested in like match three puzzle games or, um, or even 2D brawler games, or like if you like sort of taking a risk on something that's a little bit offbeat, because I, I don't think I've ever played anything that's like this as a whole complete package. Elements of it are obviously from other games that I've played, but as a whole, it works together really well. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. Like it's, it, and it's, it's great. It takes itself just seriously enough for the storyline to be, interesting and for me to be invested um especially in a world with like a fantasy iron chef competition um and the way that each battle starts as well is very much like iron chef if you've ever watched it it has like you know they introduce the the, the two contestants the two battlers and then like the, the the grand chairman will do like his spiel about like um or he'll introduce the judges and then he'll do his spiel about how he came across like this battle's ingredient and it's so much like that that really over the top iron chef vibe to it but um it's presented in this game in a way that's sort of like this is uh, i actually care and i actually like i'm interested to hear like the lore behind this world and and these creatures that i'm at slaying and using for my cooking so um but yeah battle chef brigade it's a thumbs up for me big old thumbs up but apart from that that's about all i've been playing this week uh well, look, so at least the switch has given you a great match three game to top out, I, like twenty seventeen has been incredible, has been incredible, but like exactly now we it has delivered you a match three game that matches how great twenty seventeen has been. Like that's just the perfect the, way to like top it off. The only thing I didn't get this year was a good arcade racer game. One day, Joel. Because one day. 
because sorry, Never Speed Payback, you seem like you are garbage. Um, it's a shame because I was very excited for it. A victim anyway. of EA. Oh yeah, very much so from what I hear. Oof. Oh, I was watching the Easy Allies review on it, and I was like, "Oh, this is not good." Yeah, it's a shame. Um, it's a real shame. But uh, but yeah, that's about all I've been playing this week. Just doing some uh, fantasy cooking, which has been fun. Uh, so what have you been doing, Kyron? What have you been playing? Well, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it last episode. Maybe I didn't, but like, it's December, which means it's the game I'm playing is a game that was announced in January. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, this is coming late 2017, and no one believed him. No one thought nope. that it would happen, but I have spent the last week playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 against all odds. Like, awesome. A new... like. So, it's really good. I it's been it's been great having a Xenoblade again. I, it's been a couple of years, I think, since Xenoblade Chronicles X, which was the Wii U one, and that mm-hmm. was a fine game. I liked it. I especially liked the mechs; they were great. Oh, of course. And it had a killer soundtrack by the Attack on Titan composer, whose name escapes me. God damn it! <laughs> but he did an amazing job on the soundtrack. It was incredible. But I, right. prior to that, there was the original Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii, which I honestly preferred more over X, but that whole game, that was a weird situation, because if you recall, Joel, that was actually back when we got Xenoblade, but America didn't, and they had that whole Operation Rainfall oh, thing. Oh, that's right. I do yeah. remember this. So again, it's crazy to think that's how far we've come. We went from that game... Barely making it out of Japan to like Europe, and then eventually America having to campaign to get it to X on the Wii U, which I mean, I'm sure it did okay, but it's only so good you can do on the Wii U to a proper exactly. sequel this year to the original Xenoblade. And it's just really good to have one of these games again because if you don't know much about these games, the best way to describe them is it's as close as you're going to get to an offline single player. MMO, in a way. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, because the worlds are huge. I'm sure you've seen videos and footage of it. I can confirm that they are as big as they look. Like, it's it's a marvel to be, like, running along this gorgeous grass, grassy field and, like, look up and see the head of a titan that you are currently on the back of because how this world sort of <laughs> is set is there's this massive, like, cloud sea there's a tree in the middle, which is called, I think, the Life Tree or the World Tree or something like that. And your sounds about your, right, yeah. Yeah, your character Rex's mission is to get there so he can take his partner, who is his blade. I'm basically thinking of it like Persona in a way because that character, Pyra, gives him all his abilities and you can switch her out for other ones and it changes what he can do. Sort of like in Persona, how you can swap out Personas and get different abilities and all that sort of stuff. Uh, right, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's trying to take her to the world tree for reasons that I'm not entirely sure on. Again, it's a it's a JRPG, and I'm probably like 15 <laughs> hours into it, so anything could happen. Literally anything could happen. You haven't even scratched happen. the surface yet. You, yeah. You're still in the tutorial, essentially, yeah. Essentially, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's this vast cloud sea with the world tree in the middle, and there are titans that roam the cloud sea, and they are huge. They are gargantuan, right. and like that's literally where the races of this like place live on their backs, 
and cool. they are the titans themselves are, yeah immense the zones are incredible i've been to two so far so i've had like a grassy one which was again it was gorgeous just rolling hills but like tangled trees and just oh joel i i, I kind of want to show you just some of the environments in this game when i get a chance Look. because it looks good like it it looks good I'm- on the switch like you can see the rough edges sometimes if you look really right. close. And if you pop it out into handheld mode, the resolution does take a hit. But the fact okay. that this game runs off a TV in like a little tablet still blows my mind. Even though it takes a hit well, on like, the resolution, it's incredible. It was always impressive the fact that, that they managed to squeeze the original Xenoblade onto onto the 3ds i mean granted it was only on the new 3ds ones that could handle it but and, and it wasn't amazing but the fact of the matter is they did it they did it yeah <laughs> and it's it's still impressive and like i um, thought it was incredible that they squeezed uh breath of the wild onto the, the switch i think i'm more impressed with this fitting on the switch because it's just ridiculous wow. how big this game is uh, um one question just about the like the the visuals and stuff i remember in a lot of the gameplay trailers and stuff it was a little bit framey from memory yeah how was it in the actual game there are some moments of framiness i it's one of those things where i think they 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 were set on the scope of this world and right in a way that sort of makes me more forgiving of some of those moments because i'd rather i sort i sort of rather them commit to that to that idea then sort of compromise that and maybe... Because the draw distance is pretty good. And they're like, no, you know what? Screw it. You can see all the way down there. There's pop-in here and there for like some of the textures and like sometimes the monsters and all that. But for the most part, it looks really good. But yeah, the frame yep. rate does dip occasionally. Like I said, like if you pop so it out not- into, into, into handheld, like the resolution does take a bit of a hit. Right. So it's not super jarring or anything like that. I mean, I haven't had that much of an issue with it, but... I'm also one of those people who's sort of like, I understand why people hate that From Software do it, but From Software is similar yeah. where they're like, no, we want this area to look really nice. And everyone's like, hey, it's yep. the frame rate's not great. And they're like, no, no, but it looks good. And that's what we care about. So I sort of it, like, it, yeah, I, sure. This I, is I forgive you. unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't forgive Blight Town, but like there are parts in Bloodborne yeah, exactly. where the frame, the frame rate, you're like, oh, yeah, guys, you probably oh, yeah. could have published this they're like yeah but no but look how good it looks it's like nah yeah you're right i don't care like i can live with this they're just <laughs> they're just giving you time to like stop and appreciate so every like two frames that you're getting two frames a second you can stop and like really take in the detail that they've put in those those locations exactly that is exactly right yeah but, yeah that's fair yeah for the most part the scope just wins me over and i can sort of overlook some of the 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 minor technical issues um as far as story goes, like as as we said, like I'm very early in, don't quite have a complete grip on the world or what's happening, but it okay. gets started pretty quickly, which I always appreciate in a JRPG. Like it seems like so long ago in the JRPGs of old. Like in particular, I'll, I'll think of my favorite one, which is I love Final Fantasy VII, but that game you don't really get your full party going or kick the game off until you get out of Midgar, and that takes a while. Right. Like, Yeah, it does. You do a lot in Midgar before you get out of there. But this one, you sort of... It kicks off pretty quickly. You meet a bunch of characters. You start the quest. You get Pyra, who is your sword. And from there, it's sort of just... It's 
rolls and then you get to the, the first big zone and it sort of slows down a bit. You can like take in some side quests and all that sort of stuff. So I, I do appreciate that it's quicker off the off, like, off the starting line, much like Persona 5 was this year as well. I really like that. Right, yeah. I That's think what I was going to say. It was very similar to Persona, yeah. Yeah, it's good when JRPGs sort of get to the point quick because as much as I love just chilling out and just absorb, like getting sucked in by a 100-hour adventure, a quicker start is better than a slower start every time. Oh, for sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah, what can I... So far, the story has been pretty good. I actually had a really good series of cutscenes in the last part I played that sort of took me by surprise. Like, uh, a character died that I didn't expect, and I was like, whoa. Oh, wow. This character's dead now? Just dead? Oh. Wow, okay. Crazy. That could be a spoiler. I'm not going to say who died, but... (laughs) You know what? If you're listening to this, That's and you're you probably find out, you are probably way ahead of me now. Anyway, like people have finished yeah. this game, and I'm like, ah, oh, I got to chapter three, guys. I did it, chapter three. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, yes. Well, I was I was going to ask about like for someone who didn't hasn't played a Xenoblade game, yeah, at all. How would one be going like jumping straight into two? Okay, into Chronicles so, two. So you've you've actually done. You've asked me a good question because this this will bridge me into the gameplay. Fantastic. Okay, so the best I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this game because I'm I a lot of people, especially back at E3 when they were showing this game in action, I saw a lot of talk about how confusing the game looked. Okay, because like I'm not sure if you saw any of, any of the videos of the combat system at all, really, Joel, but. I saw a little bit, yeah. Yeah. As someone who has played it now, I can say that it is very confusing. Like, initially, you have a lot to deal with, because uh, you've got your blade, and you've... Although, like, actually, before I get into this too far, I will say the big change from Xenoblade, like, 1 and X to 2 that I love, it's similar to Persona 5, where in those other two games, your attacks were all lined out as a horizontal bar at the bottom of the screen. And you'd have to use like left and right of a D-pad to scroll to which one you wanted to use and then press A to execute. Right. On this one, they've each blade has three attacks or four attacks, but you can switch out the fourth with one of the other ones to give it three in total. And those attacks bind to the to three of the face buttons, which is great. Fantastic. It's great. Much yep. like in Persona, how I loved how everything is on a face button. Bam, it's here too. Thank God that they started doing that. It's more streamlined. It's, it is. It's, yeah. And you just, you fiddle with menus much less, and I love it. Yeah, uh, no, it's definitely, I, I, yeah, I love that in Persona 5 as well. It was just like, everything felt so fluid. Yeah, exactly. So, you never felt like you were, again, as much as I love the other Persona games and any JRPG, there are some times in those games when you just spend so much time flicking through like your magic and going, okay, which one do I pick? I've got so many options. And you've got to like, yep. okay, wait, maybe I want to use an attack. So you press circle to back out. You flick your D-pad down a couple of times. It's just like, you know what? What if I just press square for magic or like X for a regular attack? Bam. It's easy. It's done. Yep. No, uh, it made sense. Yeah. So for combat, it's sort of, as I said earlier, it sort of is as close as you're going to get to an offline MMO because a lot of the characters and their blades take on certain roles. The initial lineup you get at the gate is you have your main character rex who is essentially a dps still he does the damage he is the damage doer yep you've got i think it's torah 
who is your tank, whose idea, who's, again, for those who haven't played MMOs, his job is basically to suck the aggro and get all the enemy's attention on him. Because he, he has heaps of HP and high defense. And then I've got Yia or something like that. And she's the healer. So it's sort of, that boils down out of the gate. It's sort of like a tank, healer, DPS, which if you've played MMOs is pretty self-explanatory. But the roles yeah. are, as they say, one does damage, one like takes the damage from the team and keeps them focused, and the other one sort of just applies heals as necessary. Yep. It just gets complicated when you go deeper because there are other things to worry about. So, as I said, the attacks are bound on face buttons, and some of them can inflict status. Well, not yet. Yeah, not really status ailments, but like debuffs. So, okay. for, for example... I think Yia has an attack that can do something called break. And if when you when she triggers that, above the enemy's health bar, there'll be a little extra bar to the left, which says break and starts counting down. If you inflict an attack from Pyra that does topple, it'll do like a combo and knock them on their ass. And you just get a bunch of, they just are vulnerable to damage for a while. It's a little thing and you don't need to always capitalize on it, but it is just fun to do. But it's just one of those layers that sort of I can understand looking at a screen going, okay, that's the health bar, that's the topple bar, the right-hand side's the chain bar, there's all this stuff going on, all these attacks on the right and the left is just, it's just, it can be confusing, it's intimidating, and I don't blame people for being a little bit intimidated by a lot of the footage of it at E3 and like the directs and going, how is this game going to play when I get it? It does a relatively good job of like easing you into it. Right. Almost a bit too much, like a bit handholdy where it does that thing where it'll pause gameplay and go, all right, let's talk about this mechanic. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm not, I'm not okay. crazy about this. I don't like doing it like this. This doesn't teach me how to do it really, but it, it, it just sort of like slams it into your face like repeatedly. Yeah. And you don't, Yeah, I mean, over time you will learn, but I feel like it could have been done a bit better, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And then the other thing that you can sort of do is, so every blade has an element, as I mentioned, and those elements can be sort of chained together for specials, which have okay. like branching paths. So say I drop a fire attack with Pyra, then on either side mm-hmm. of the screen, if, if, my, if my current allies have blades that can be used in this way, I can press ZL for my, for say an earth attack or ZR for a water attack. And then that'll, either way I go there, we'll go down to another branch of like a combo tree with two more options if I can go that far. And it sort of like just just goes down to a a finale, like a big attack at the end that just does insane damage, especially if you happen to do like a topple, it'll do even bigger damage and it will light up the screen and just, it feels good to like hit an enemy for like like 10,000 damage. You're like, yeah, I killed you twice over and you're gone there is nothing just like left. those times in like persona when you do like all out attacks and stuff and yeah you exactly absolutely destroy them yeah that kind of like that big climax yeah, those, i love those, that shit those big numbers feel good but like again it's one of those yep. things where similar to the break and topple stuff above the enemy's bar like health bar on the right hand side like a little bar will empty out saying hey this enemy has fire damage and start ticking down and if you don't get an attack in before that empties you sort of had to start again. So again, you're sort of constantly, it's constantly engaging, which again, I kind of appreciate in in a sort of a weird right. way because some JRPGs, it's easy to sort of be like, all right, 
sort of sit here and the game will play itself, I guess. That's, yeah. And that's what, I think that's what used to turn me away from JRPGs a lot in the first place, was I was like, oh, I just want to play a game. I don't want to sit here and just press buttons. Like, yeah. So I don't want to sit here and just like, attack, attack, attack. Yeah. And I think we've seen a really good, uh, like, turnabout in JRPGs where that's sort of falling to the wayside now of a lot more interactive nature. Yeah, I mean, the genre itself has sort of been forced to adapt because there was a while where I know know there are some people out there who are like, who hate that people are saying that the JRPG genre is back in the last couple of years, but it really is. I'm sorry. JRPGs have always been good, but I think recently they've gotten great again. And I think it's thanks to that, those developers and those games and those franchises like evolving to, to suit what the landscape is like now. Like, look at Persona also 5, from, like, all those improvements over yeah. Persona 4. Like, it's insane. And I think opening themselves up to a wider market as well. Like, yes. you know, I think they realize, I think that for a long time that they underestimated how popular these games and how well these games actually do outside of Japan. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, you've got to look at, yeah, like the, the original Xenoblade Chronicles and then Persona 4 Golden and then 5. Like, it's massive now like you know those games i mean persona 5 was nominated for game of the year at the game awards it's and it won best rpg exactly like that's a big deal like uh so by opening up these weird people i think people are more open for a a more weird wacky and uh interesting take on on storytelling whether that be through you know interesting visuals or great story or, or or fixing up the gameplay i think that's been a really really big thing in jrpgs in the last few years it's made me more interested in them anyway as well and yeah don't get me wrong even though i'm saying all this and i'm saying that yeah i love that the combat in xenoblade chronicles 2 more often than not keeps me constantly engaged it has a lot going on so if you are curious about this game be aware that that is a thing and like there are still there's still other stuff i haven't mentioned like there's it's, it sounds more complicated than it is, but there's like an attack cancel move you can do where okay. the your character, Rex, will hit the enemy three times with an auto attack if you don't tell him to do anything. You know how that sort of happens in MMOs. You have like an auto attack that you just do constantly. Right, yep. Yeah, so like he'll hit three times and if you time one of your abilities on the face buttons just right on like any of the hits, but particularly on the third hit, It'll, he'll like flash and he'll unleash his attack and do more damage with it, which sort of, again, rewards you for paying attention and being aware of what you're doing. Certain attacks are better from the side or the back or like all, there's, there's a lot of stuff to, to be dealing with and paying attention to, but I'm really enjoying it a lot. Awesome. I wish I could play more of it, but I haven't gotten that far yet. The other thing <laughs> I want to talk about with that game is how good the soundtrack is. Oh, really? Yes. Again, I'll have to link you to some videos after this because there are some, the songs in this game so far are incredible. It's, I I don't, I think it's the same guys who did the, who did the the soundtrack for the first game, which if anyone's heard like Gower Plains, you've probably heard it either in the game itself or even in Smash. It's a great song. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. The music in this game is as good and I am so keen to see the rest of the soundtrack. The one thing, I guess, two things I could sort of say are, one, not so much, but one especially is a bit worrisome. The one that I'm not so crazy on, but I still sort of like is the voice acting. It's very hit and miss for me. Okay. 
Uh, I do. I appreciate the charm of having some, like, not your typical American characters, for example. Right. Like, there's British and some order, some other sort of like uh, accents, but are not normally found in a lot of these games, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Is anyone really feeling it? <laughs> uh, Rex's voice is probably the closest to that. I met a, oh, okay. I met a bunch of people who, like, one in particular named Van Ham, who's an Australian accent, and it's I love oh. him. He's a bloke. <laughs> I love it. Oh, how Australian is it? On a scale of one to Jace, how Australian? It's is not it? as it's not as Australian as Jace. Jace is a very okay. special level of Australian, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get there again. Rest in peace, Jace. Uh, yeah, you'll be yeah. remembered. You and your crushable will be remembered. <laughs> that was knocked away like it was a volleyball. It was knocked away like a volleyball, Joel. How dare they? <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, so the voice acting's been hit and miss. Uh, in particular, I'm not crazy about a couple of characters, but maybe they'll warm on me. Again, it's early days. Maybe they'll, they'll grind me down eventually. Oh, yeah. Yep. Actually, actually. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Speaking of voice acting, can we get a feature? Maybe not just for this game, but it, this game made me realize we need it. We need a, f- a goddamn slider, right? In the sound options of JRPGs. <laughs> Mostly this one, but it would be okay in other games. Yep. Persona 5 had similar issues sort of like this, but not as bad as this. Battle Chatter. Oh, yeah. Go and find a video <laughs> of... A Xenoblade Chronicles 2 battle. It is just noise. People yelling over oh. top of one another. Enemies are spouting like the same. In particular, there's a section where you fight a bunch of like human soldiers. And they say the same two lines constantly. And it drives oh, me insane. No. They say, uh, think you can take me and don't forget about me. Oh, oh God. It's bad. And they both already sound similar as it is. Oh. Again, I look it up on YouTube. I'm sure someone's made a compilation of it. It's bad. It's So I need a slider to turn that stuff down because I love the combat and I love the music. And I do like characters saying stuff, but they, oh, Jesus, they don't shut up. They don't shut up, Joel. Yep. There's, there's a limit. Like, it's good to see that I have that sort of level of engagement where it's like, yeah, I'm fighting with my team and they're talking and they're bantering and it's great. But after a while, it's like, all right, we get it. You're all friends. Let's, in, let's, let's fucking move on. In this game, it's just noise. It just sounds like oh. noise. Oh. And you can turn down, like, you can turn down game voice dialogue, but it affects the voice volume in cutscenes. So you're oh. like, ah, what do I value more? Enjoying the cutscenes or enjoying the combat? It's a hard choice. And like I, I said, guess, like... Yeah, worst, worst case scenario is you just mute the TV. I mean, it sucks you don't get to hear the music. No, but, but... I really like that music, Joel. Yeah, I really so like that music. Mm. So yeah, that's actually something that, again, I just realized. And like I said, Persona 5 sort of had similar issues. Not as bad, but boy, did I get sick of hearing Morgana's voice at the start of that game. Yeah, as much as I love Morgana. Yeah. Just, just the same <laughs> lines, like... Oh... But yeah, that's actually that. I that just hit me as I was talking about voice acting. That's an issue. The other thing that I, you, again, people have probably seen some of this on the internet, is some of the character designs. And 
as a game that's come mm-hmm. out of Japan, I sort of I understand. I don't like a lot of it, but I understand why it is the way it is. It right. just sort of disappoints me. And I yeah. there's a particular blade you can look up. It was all over Twitter. I don't know its name, but it was like a a blue lady, and her her design just didn't look right. Like okay. not not only with like she has like the incredibly like uh, overstated breasts as as I'm sure like we're used to for Japan does that it's fine but like yep her her back sort of is really like weirdly pl- like shaped and her body just doesn't sort of make sense and you're like what what is what happened here what is all of this and <laughs> it's just one of those things where a couple of the designs I'm just like. <sighs> It's a bit too much for me. Like it's like even Pyra, I'm right. like you could have it could have been a bit less, but and it's it's especially worrying where the the characters I'm sort of looking at going, man, they actually look pretty cool for most frequently, and like the baddies who were actually designed by Tetsuya Nomura of Final Fantasy fame. Oh, I'm like, oh, those right. those guys look cool. Oh, those are the Tetsuya Nomura characters. <laughs> so they oh. sort of stand out a lot more. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I recognize that design. Oh, it's Nomura. And, like, the characters look fine. They've got... I do like the faces and the eyes and the in the cutscenes. It just looks good. It suffers being a dub because, obviously, the voices... The, the, the lip sync is way off. So, of course, yep. Thankfully, there is a Japanese voice track you can download for free. So, hey, there you go. That fixes that. But I kind of... I'd like to try and enjoy these stories in English if I can before I change to the sub, but I might have to switch at this point. But, yeah, the character designs I'm not crazy about, especially on the blades. There's somewhere I'm like, nah, man, not not for me. Not for uh, no. me. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good there. But <laughs> I guess we should be sort of thankful that they the game has its sort of a built-in loot box mechanic as to how you get blades, but it's free, it's just in game. You don't use microtransactions. Right. I guess that's something of to course. be sort of thankful for. But I mean, I feel like I was a bit negative in the later parts of that, but I am really enjoying it. Like I'm about 12, 13 hours in. I'm really enjoying it. It's just sometimes the voices, definitely the battle chatter, and some of the blade designs have really been pulling me down. But story, world, music, overall presentation engaging combat I'm, I'm digging it i just there's some parts awesome. that i would like to see improved in future xenoblade releases awesome all right well i think it's about time we moved into the uh the big topic for this week uh which will be the rest of the show uh which is of course the 2017 game awards or the keelys as we say i i love calling it the keelys i just do i know it it seems appropriate like i watched um they did like a series of facebook I can't remember what their Facebook video streaming is, like Facebook Watch or something. I don't know. Um, but they had like a Road to the Game Awards series. They were like 10-minute videos leading up to it, which were covering different areas, like the the music stuff and like the world premieres and putting the show together and like early brainstorming and stuff like that. And it was really cool. Um, and yeah, just seeing how much work that like that Jeff puts into it. Because okay. like it's his baby, like... Because here's the thing, it's, uh, I know everyone know everyone knows Jeff Keighley. Everyone's seen that picture of him sitting between 
the Mountain Dew and the Doritos. But of course. I honestly, I love the, the way he'll ask the hard questions. I'm not sure if we talked about this much, about this much last year. We may not have. We may have. I'll just repeat myself. But I love that he'll ask those questions. Like when he was on Reggie's ass about Metroid. Or even when he was... Oh, yeah. There's a couple of people he was talking to during the Game Awards this year where I was like, yeah, he's asking the questions that should be asked. Like, I I dig that. And I love that Absolutely. the Game Awards is just... He wants there to be a cool game game award show that also has great reveals and i love that and i love how passionate is yeah. about it and he it gets better every year he's getting there he wants he's so passionate about it that like he wants people to have a, a night where we can celebrate this kind of stuff and i think like before we get all into it i think a lot of people sort of like to just rag on the game awards because, i mean like it's like you know it's the cool thing to do but honestly, I think, like, for the reasons you said, it's I fucking love it. I, the Game Awards are so much fun. I mean, I'm a sucker for, a, a um, for like, a Game Awards, uh, for, for an uh, entertainment awards ceremony, regardless. But, I mean, for it to be about, like, the particular medium of, ent- of the entertainment industry that I, I am most passionate about, um, and for it to have those reveals in there as well, it just, it, it's just a great, like, a great watch. And then you get wild and crazy things which we'll probably touch on when we get into the show i Um, am a big fan for some reason i just love i love a list of games like in particular let's say we pick game of the year i love looking at those five games and going okay what game here did best and then like i just love discussion there like which game here is the best game this year like i love that and i love that this show is sort of a way of doing that and and at a very like super base level, that's I mean that's content for us. That's a, that's a show, and we did that two weeks ago. Like it's oh yeah, that's that's our show. We'll do it, we'll do it with our own list in a couple of weeks. Exactly. Yeah. And I I know there um, are other game award shows like games have won Baftas. There's the Dice Awards that they do, mm-hmm. and they're all great. But this, but yeah, I just kind of in the sucker the, Dice the, awards, the flashiness of this show. Exactly, that's what it is. Like the flashiness and the very like the glitz and glamour and like the world premieres. Like that's what makes this show so entertaining to watch. And like I, I, I actually think I bruised my thighs at one point because I like was slamming my fist into my thighs because I was so excited at one particular announcement that got made. Um, but uh, we'll get into that, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll fill you in on that once we get to it. Um, but of course, there was a whole bunch of awards that were given out. Uh, because it was an award show, and we did predict uh, what we were going to win a couple of weeks ago. Um, we also made bets, but we we predict we predicted what we th- we thought was going to win, but then our bets were like sort of our personal choice, I think, in some aspects. Um, so yeah, I thought we'd go through and um, go through the uh, the winners. So starting off down at the bottom of the list, we've got uh, best Chinese game, uh, which I, th- I saw a lot of people going. That's a weird category to have there, but. Uh, considering Tencent were a big sponsor in the show, uh, it kind of makes sense. Oh yeah, it does. Um, it makes makes total sense. So, uh, uh, did you want me to go through the nominees of each category again, or should we just? Nah, I reckon we just do winners. winners. Awesome. All right. So, best Chinese game went to JX3 HD by Kingsoft Corporation. No idea. I still have no idea what it um, is, but good on them. Nope. Yep, and we both didn't pick it. I picked Icy, and you picked uh, Monument Valley Two. Oh, I know, I know that game as well. 
Mm-hmm. See? Yeah, that was one you, you, you were familiar with. Um, then we have uh, Best Debut Indie Game, which, of course, went to Cuphead from Studio MDHR. Um, one day I'll play that game, Kyron. I swear. I, one day. I feel you. I have the capabilities to do it, just no time. You have the cap... You, yeah, you absolutely have the capabilities to do it. Man, oh, I don't even have an Xbox One. And my laptop won't run it, so... Um, Maybe I'll maybe I'll call up our good friend Brod and go and play with his new Xbox One and see if he needs a co-op partner for it. Oh fuck! Why not like, go and co-op? Honestly, <laughs> I just want to see it in action and like actually play it. Like that's all I want to do. But, um, but our picks were uh, I picked Golf Story because my undying allegiance to sidebar games. I had to, um, and you picked Cuphead, so you got a point. I I chose the calculated route in that case. Like it was going to win. Did. It just was going to win. It made sense. Like I, I, I wanted Golf Story to win so badly, but I knew it wasn't going to. Unfortunately, it's look I'm it, still holding hope. It's yeah. worth mentioning that the li- that list, like three of those games, are Australian, and that's still incredible. Mm-hmm. And the Australian love doesn't stop there because no it one comes doesn't. back a little bit later on as well. Um, and then we've got next up. The next category was uh, best esports team, which went to Cloud Nine. Uh, we didn't get that. I picked SK Telecom One, and you picked Team Liquid. Team, Team Liquid let me down. It did, unfortunately. Uh, then we've got our Best Esports Player, which went to Faker from SK Telecom 1. Uh, and I picked that. So oh, nice. Point. Uh, I forgot that I picked that. Good, so, good work. But I'll take it. I will take it. Um, you picked uh, Kurakai. And unfortunately it was... I guess I think it was because it was Team Liquid. I don't know. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think we, we were very, very. Uh, I don't like, follow um, the esports much. Not those ones that like not my thing. No, no. I want to. I just need to get into Overwatch. Is the one I need to get into. Which brings us to our next category: best esports game, which went to Overwatch. Um, big surprise there, and I got a point for that one. Uh, Karen, you picked Rocket League. Uh, I, I wanted pick, to believe. Though. I wanted to believe. I mean, God, and, oh my God, how much ad space did Rocket League buy for this show, by the way? That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, they were they were flogging that game. Don't get me wrong; um, those ads were pretty funny, and you got a laugh out of me most oh, yeah. times. The fucking the one with the the girl buying the hats for her car in the oh. used car lot. See, I love so funny. I love the goal. I love just the kids playing soccer and the ball oh, going yeah. for a goal. I mean, the car just. Zips in front of it and stops it. I was just like, oh my god, it's yeah. Rocket League. I love it. Brilliant. Just, the girl has been like, take the shot. Take the shot. This fucking car comes yeah, in. Yeah, it just blocks it. Um, oh, man. So great. So great. While we're on the topic of ads, I really like the Switch ads they were playing during the show as well. Like the people walking through the house playing the game and then like stuff that was to do with the game was like happening in the background. It makes me worried about what the Switch is going to do to my house. Like, yeah, I know, right? Am like, I, I, I want to play safe? Skyrim on it, but I don't want to get attacked by a dragon. Like, yeah, hell no. Yeah, that's um, well, my car to be crushed by a giant fucking uh, monster hammer thing from Xenoblade Chronicles. Thankfully, whilst playing Fire Emblem Warriors, nothing has tried to cut my couch in half, so I'm, I'm safe there. Okay, good, good. That's good to know. Um, awesome. Well, our next category goes to uh, trend, trending gamer. Uh, now I picked Andrea Renee for this. You t- you picked Sp- Steve Spawn. I can't talk tonight apparently, um, but uh, I think we put, kind of both had a feeling this was going to happen. Um, the award went to uh, Guy Beam, also known as Doctor Disrespect, who was there in his full getup. Um, 
and uh, I was very humble in his speech, and I was it was, it was good to hear. Man, like um, it was he was I he was passionate enough about thanking his fans and all that, and I really dug it. Also, there's a very funny thing that came out later. It was just a shot of him in the audience. You may have seen it. It was did. it was you did see this. It was him in the audience yeah, and I like did. everyone else. Not like looking like people in the award show and him in his getup, which I love that he did that. And it was just yep. captioned with like, when your original character is in a cutscene. <laughs> yeah, it was great because he's there in his fucking mullet and his mustache and sunglasses, you speed dealers. I love it. And it's just like, yeah, that, um, that was me in GTA Online. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, which also got some new, new heist coming next week for GTA Online, which is cool. Yeah, it looks um, good looks really good you go inside Mount Chiliad which is awesome um it's almost got me back but maybe not uh next category goes to best student game which the Australian love continues went to level squared from uh the uh the team at Swinburne uh university in Australia that's really cool which was fucking awesome and can you also awesome because I got a point for it so you did but I did. can you believe, like, so how how is our government treating our game industry so shittily? Like, come on. I know, right? Come it's, on, it's, guys. This, their game was judged by a panel of fucking gaming royalty and deemed the best one of, of the year and like, out of that category. Back in Best Debut Indie, three Australian get- names got a shout out. Like, that's huge. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Jesus, yep. it's so frustrating. It's, yeah, it is frustrating. And But I mean, look, let's just take one battle at a time, Kyron. We've got same-sex marriage now, so let's just... It wasn't clean, it wasn't the way it should have happened, but it happened. It was, it was fucking dumb the way it happened, but it happened and it's it's there now. It's a thing. Even if some people are fucking morons. Well, look, we just try... We have to just, I know it sucks to just try to ignore them, but... We, what what should have been in place is now in place, thank, thankfully. Exactly, yeah. Shitty way to go about it, but we got there in the end. Uh, love wins. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, exactly. Love wins. Fuck yeah, it does. Um, shout out to all our uh, LGBTQI listeners out there. Uh, our our uh, support and everything is with you guys, and we're over the, over the fucking moon for you guys. Yeah, like, um, so happy. It's so good. Like we'll be ex- oh. we'll be expecting our invites to the weddings in the mail um, <laughs> post haste. So that's uh, that's that's the only stipulation. No, of course not. Uh, the next category goes to best indie game, this uh, best independent game, which of course went to Cuphead. Of course. Um, yep. Uh, you picked Hellblade, which was a good choice. Really good. Like could have taken it out easily. Um, and I picked Cuphead, so I get another point. I don't know how I'm doing so well. Always been on um, Cuphead. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Even when I did, well, I did, and it still bit me in the ass. Um, next category was most anticipated game, which went to The Last of Us Part Two, which neither of us picked. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I don't. I didn't think it would get in there when a Rockstar game was up there. Yeah, well, I mean, that's because I'm pretty sure it was nominated last year, wasn't it, for most anticipated. <sighs> I think so, and that's the thing where this award just kind of feels pointless because I don't yeah. even think it's going to make next year. Mm, yeah. What, what did they say at PSX? It was like forty-five to fifty percent done or something like that. It was. Yeah. It it's a ways mm. off still. Yeah, it's it's this time next year or like 
November next year at yeah. the earliest, I think. And it's November next year, and then the Naughty Dog delay, which will put it back to early 2019. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That's how but, they roll. I mean, people are hyped for it. I mean, that second yeah. trailer was still pretty interesting. It, it, For better or worse, it had a lot of publicity about it. So, I mean, I guess it was in the public eye. A little bit more than uh, than Red Dead was, even with another trailer from them as well. I guess that's the down, but, like the downside of how Rockstar does things. And it's like, eh, whatever. Exactly, but see, they don't care because they don't need to. They don't need to because their game will come out and it'll be on the charts forever. Like GTA Five is exactly. still in the charts. Exactly. Yep, and they'll still keep releasing content for it. Um, now the next category is best multiplayer game. Uh, I, they didn't announce it, so I don't know. And the list we've got here doesn't have it on it. So, congratulations, all nominees. You are all Yay. the winners. Round of applause for them. Um, our next category is best sports slash racing game, which went to Fords and Motorsport 7. Uh, neither of us got that. Uh, I went Project Cars 2, and you went FIFA. Come on, FIFA. Where were uh, you? Where were you? I know, right? I, th- I swear, I, I, th- I was certain that Forza wasn't going to pick it up just because of the controversy around it, but I mean... I guess people overlooked that. Um, next category is best strategy game, which went to Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which we both get a point for because, of course, it did. Um, rightfully so. I need to go back to that game. It's a really good game. It's a very good game. A surprisingly good game. Better than it probably uh, has any right to be. Yeah, right? Mm, against all odds. Uh, next category is Best Family Game, which went to Super Mario Odyssey, in which we both get another point. Uh, another category that was a little bit, um, hard to define, I guess, in a way. It's so weird, because, like, it, it was like the Nintendo Award, plus a Sonic game was in there. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's not the only Nintendo Award, let's, let's face it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Next category was Best Fighting Game, which went to Injustice 2. Uh, you picked Tekken 7, I picked Injustice. So you get another point. Not that I care, because <laughs> it's all just numbers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Injustice 2. Next but, year we'll think of stakes or something. We should have thought of something. We should. I, I was thinking about it this year, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we should, for the next, maybe for E3, we'll try and put something together. Oh, God. We'll we'll try and copy, a, um, copy off the Easy Allies and do like a... Some, some cheeky fr- let's not go bits. as crazy as they go though let's let's do it no we'll do low-key bets low-key bets for that one um <laughs> next category is best rpg which went to the one the only persona 5 uh we both get a point for that one as well what a surprise and i think i think the world gets a point for that because it's a world that persona 5 exists in and that makes me happy. It is. It's a good so, world. It's a good world to have Persona 5. It is. We finally got to play it. And it is oh. just as good as we wanted it to be. Oh, um, if not 5. more so. Oh, Persona 5 is so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, next category is Best Action Adventure Game, which went to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, we both get a point for that one. Strap yourselves. Uh, actually, no. You get a point for that one. What did you pick? Oh, I don't. I picked Lost Legacy because I wanted to be different. Wow. Look what, um, look what being different has cost you. I know. It's fucking ruined me. Great. A, a meaningless uh, point. <laughs> and now back into the, uh, the, the the trend of both of us getting a point at the same time. Best action game 
Went to Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Rightfully fucking so, because it is excellent. As I said, I just finished it last weekend. And, oh boy. Oh boy. Is, that is a game. That is a game that I enjoy, and I enjoy a lot. Um, but yeah. Uh, next category is Best VR Game, uh, which went to Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Uh, you get a point for that one. I yeah, I mean, I, I honestly thought it, like, no offense to the other ones, but, like, it's a VR game. Like, you can play that game. It is about 10 hours long. You can play it all in VR. That's and also, true. Yeah. That's- as a first-person horror game, like, with VR, even for me, a fan of horror, no. Just no. Yeah, no. No. I could not think of anything fucking worse. I just, like, no. I love no, horror no. games, but I can... I can pause. I can look away. If I've got the monitor on my face, I want to try it, and then I also want to go, cool, I'm done, never again. Never again. I also want to do it with a headset that's not my own. Not that I have one, but I want to do it with a headset that's not my own, just in case I throw it across the room. It's a, it's a fair precaution, but as long as the person knows that you're happen. probably going to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, like, like uh, our friend... Uh, a friend of mine, Ashley Noakes, who's asked a few questions on the show before. Noaksy. Look up Ninja Noaksy on Twitch TV. He's awesome. Um, he uh, tried to get me to play VR once for a horror game, and I was like, as long as you're okay with me throwing a headset across the room, that's totally I'm sh- fine with me. I'm sure that changed his tune very quickly. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he was not okay with that. So, um, rightfully so. Uh, to be fair, though, the rest of the, the, the games in that category are, like, games with stories and stuff as well. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. But I... I was um, also referring to like Resident Evil Seven is just it's one of those games. It's also just because Resident Evil Seven, out of nowhere, was just a good game as well. So I oh, still yeah. again it came out in January. I can't believe that it was this year, and it brought it's back nice. the franchise. It revived it, yep. and also from the brink as well. Oh, yeah, and also just that's the closest I've gotten to going. Well, maybe I could get a VR headset and play it for <laughs> like an hour, and then never play it in VR again. Yep, yep. No, I have a, a friend of mine who I work uh, from work. He played it in VR and was just like, "No, it's no, not even. No, I do not want." And I was like, I, "Yeah, that's how I feel about most horror games, <laughs> let alone strapping a fucking screen to my face to play it." No, um, best handheld game is the next category, and of course, this was the Nintendo category because all the games were from Nintendo. Um, but the right one won, which is, of course, Samus Returns. Damn uh, straight for that. the right one won. And I was so sad when it was just palmed off offstage. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I expected it yeah. out the gate. But I just, I wanted to, I wanted some Metroid fanfare. I wanted it. At least it won. I'll take it, but. Exactly. It's, it's still got the award. It's got, it got the gong in the end. It's all right. Uh. Next category is best mobile game, which went to Monument Valley Two, which uh, you get a point for. I picked Super Mario Run. I knew eventually uh, if I bet on it, I'd be right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got it. You got there in here of the two categories for it. You got it on the second time around. As a fifty-fifty rate, I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, The next category is best ongoing game, which went to Overwatch. Uh, I get a point for that one. Uh, Kind, you picked PUBG, also a good pick. I'm sorry, uh, I was ahead of myself, but it'll win it next year. Exactly, yeah. Well, it didn't. Maybe that's why I didn't win many awards this year. It's like it'll get nominated again next year, which I'll be mad about if it does. Um, but yeah, 
Overwatch, best ongoing game. Yeah, absolutely. They've been supporting that fucking really, really well. Next, like, um, Overwatch League is getting ready to gear up. They'll be like, all the, mm-hmm. the, like, the team costumes you can buy with a new currency. This yep. Overwatch is just getting started. Yeah, and we've got our Winter Wonderland Year 2 as well coming up. Yeah, this week. Um, this week? Fuck. All right, I'll have to dust the copy off and get back into it, I think. With its Evolve mode, which is like four Mays versus one Winston. Yeah, which is great because it's like it's like Yeti Winston as well. Yeah, and he has oh. to like eat food to like get stronger. It's awesome. I'm down for that. Um, our next award go is Games for Impact, the Games for Impact Award, which went to Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Uh, I get a point for that one. You went for What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, I was close, but I got the wrong category for Edith. Exactly, I was about to say. Yeah, you you I did get a did get a nod, so that was that was good to see. Um, but yeah, Hellblade. I will play it eventually. Um, on special right whole... now. I think it when is, this goes up, it might be over. But it's on special right now. Yeah, you, know, you might get a couple of hours out of it, depending on when you listen to it. Um, uh, continuing the Hellblade love, the next category was best performance, which went to Malini Jurgens. Uh, I was over the moon with this one. Yep. No, absolutely, and I love the fact that she was wearing a fucking mocap suit. And it goes deeper, Joel. She was wearing a mocap suit for her portrayal okay. of a digital character being presented the award by Andy Circus, who of course yeah. brought Golem to life in the Lord of the Rings trilogy and to this day is still the CG character that I love the most. And it's like, I look at that and go, I believe this. All these other CG characters I- stuck in the movies, I'm like, ah, Golem. Golem was it. Yep. He was the one. And she, imagine I mean- that, imagine that. Yeah. Oh, she. Well, she said when she got up there, she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe, I can't believe this." Like, so good. I'm being receiving an award from Andy Circus. You are a fucking genius. Like, it's insane. Um, I mean, there's talk about like there's people talking about, uh, Circus being nominated for like, uh, like a performance award, like best performance for um War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, uh, he's good at it, and now he's also fucking in, appearing as himself in movies as well. It's crazy. I yeah. Love it. He's I playing a person. It. He's playing a, a, an actual person in Black Panther. How cool is that? It's gonna be awesome. So excited. Um, but yes, let's keep that uh, that Hellblade train running because best audio design in a ch- shocking plot twist went to Hellblade's The Newest Sacrifice. Um, I think we both knew that one was gonna be yeah. gonna play out the way that it was supposed to. Absolutely. Um, Next, we've got best score slash music, which went to Near Automata. Uh, I picked Persona Five because I had to, because you know. But you know, Near, which is uh, what you picked. I, uh, I was I was fist pumping so hard. I think I nearly like erupted through the ceiling when this one. I'm so happy. I love this game. I was, I was, <laughs> I was very excited as well. I was it's very got beautiful music, and holy crap, listen to it. Just listen to it. Play the game as well, no, but no, listen to the soundtrack. I was going to say, play the game. Don't just listen to it. Fucking play the game. Um, Josh, I'm proud of you. Keep going. Josh from OK Games, keep going. I saw his play. Oh, oh, oh. I need to talk to him. Um, we need to talk to him. Uh, next category is Best Art Direction, which went to Cuphead. Uh, yep. You get a point for that one, Kyron. I picked Persona 5, again, because I, I had to. Bet on Cuphead. Uh, yeah, and look, look, I was blinded by my love for Persona Five, which who can who can blame me? Um, now, next one's a bit of an interesting one. Best narrative 
went to What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, we both picked Nia, uh, but yeah, Edith Finch coming through with the goods, which is awesome to see. I was actually pretty pretty happy. I mean, I haven't played it yet. It's and I will. yeah, definitely definitely play it. Like the story is good, mm. and like the stuff it discusses and makes you think about is also interesting. I'm so happy it won. Like I love Nia Automata's story, and I still think it's my favorite out of this list. But it's so cool to see Edith Finch get up for that. That was great. Yeah, no, it was awesome to see. Um, and those giant Sparrow guys on stage. Oh, love it. Oh, yeah, fucking A. That was, oh, that guy's haircut was amazing. Um, Glorious hair, 10 out of 10. Uh, the next category is uh, Game Direction, Best Game Direction, which went to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which you get a point for, Karen. I went for Horizon because um, I was trying to be different and interesting. Didn't pay off at all. I, in in the end, like I didn't think it could go to anything else. Like Nintendo just changed how open world games are made. That's game yeah, direction like, right there. Yeah, it's almost like it's game of the year worthy. Um, which brings us to the last award, which is game of the year, <laughs> which is won by Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, we both picked Persona Five. Um, we wanted to believe. We wanted to believe, and I think I think we did the right thing. But uh, but yeah, of course, Zelda won. Um, in a twist, like had the, to win. the true victory is that PUBG didn't win. Exactly. That's what I'm happy about. I'm sorry if that uh, sounds right. spiteful to anyone out there who enjoys PUBG, but I would have been furious if it had won this award. Yeah, me too. Two, three, let me just do some counting. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 11, 12, 13, 14. Karen, you're on 14. I'll, I'll do mine, mine next in a moment. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep that, keep that as our. You're on 14, Kyron. Excellent. I'm, I'm pretty feeling... sure you kicked my... I I actually feel like you, you you kicked my ass, to be fair. Regardless, if I didn't, didn't, or did or didn't, I dedicate my victory or my defeat to Persona 5 and Nier Automata and Zelda and Metroid <laughs> and Mario and all the good so, stuff. So, I dedicate my, so all, my win the... or defeat to 2017. Yeah, exactly. Your dreams. I love it. Ridiculous but... year. Oh, fucking nuts. Um, but uh, the awards are only just one part of the show. I mean, they kind of have to be there because it's in the title of the show. Um, but I think the thing that most people come to the Game Awards for is the world premieres. Uh, and this year did not disappoint. I actually think it's one of the biggest ones they've had in a while, actually. There was heaps of stuff in this show. So much stuff. A lot of real good stuff. Um where do you want to start with this? What, what should we start with the the I mean, exciting slash disappointing one? It started with a bang. What can we say? A bang that was like it did. fifteen seconds long. Yeah, yeah, a bang nonetheless, and the ripples are still being like felt everywhere, um, even though we know nothing about it. And the questions and the tearing up my hair and the for what does it all mean? It, yep, yep. Sounds like from software. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we so like, so we set, so set the scene, Joel. Like it was just a black screen, and then yeah, it was. Sort of, well, it started off with Jeff going like because he he said earlier on in the pre-show he's like you do not want to miss the last five minutes of this pre-show, and I'm like okay, here we go, and so I got the last five minutes and it was like two minutes out from the show starting, 
And he goes, all right, we're gonna, he goes, I can't believe we're doing this, but uh, here's a new trailer from uh, a developer in Japan. And I was like, no way. It, no, it can't, it can't be. Uh, and it started, yeah, black screen. Um, and yeah, just I, what, what popped up first on it? It's just black screen and then... It just fades into the, what is, what oh. looks like a bone. Yep. With like a... A wound rope, sort of, but yeah. a bloody rope just strung around mm-hmm. it, and it's sort of like a st- something pulls on it to tighten it or something. Yeah, and you can see like what looks like Japanese kanji in the background, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it fades to black after that. After like it snaps into position, it fades to black, and it just says "Shadows Die Twice" from software. And that is it. And with like an echoing boom when From Software appeared. It was like Naughty Dog level. My it was God. like it went, like when Naughty Dog revealed their logo at the end of something, it was like boom. And just fucking that bold text of From Software. It's all they need to do. So, it's just like, hey, we're we're doing a game. And like I knew they were doing a game. They're doing like three games, but they're doing three games, yeah. Whatever. Which one is it, Karen? I don't know. It, so here's here's the thing. There's a really good video that I'm gonna tell you all to go watch. If you want to see someone just dive too deeply into like what is ultimately 15 seconds of footage, but everyone's favorite Dark Souls YouTuber, or at least my favorite Dark Souls YouTuber, Vati Vidya, did a like a breakdown on this on, on his YouTube channel. Go check it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive briefly into it because there's a bit of stuff to unpack here. It's probably awesome, a new okay. IP. Like let's be honest here. Vardy himself okay. says that like it's just one of those things where we look at like what can we associate it with from from software and there's there's stuff like it it feels design wise like it could be bloodborne right like that's a- what yeah that's what that's what I, I wanted to believe that but i know it's not going to happen but i that's what i wanted to believe i was like get yeah, bloodborne to um yeah cuz like it could be bloodborne but like the eastern stuff in the background and like a Vardy point, Vardy breaks it down to a point where he like he singles out instruments, and it's like very Japanese, like Eastern sounding instruments in the background, like drums right. and stuff like that. So it does hint at the Eastern influence, which Bloodborne was like Gothic, Lovecraft in horror. I would be down mm-hmm. for some like samurai Lovecraft in horror. Don't get me wrong, but I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking uh, samurai are going to be the new pirates slash vikings slash zombies it's feeling it's like the, it's the new the, the the upcoming trend i feel samurai are cool, we're gonna man. see a lot of they samurai cool. yeah. hey i'm cool with it like i mean we've got we've got um ghost of tsushima um there's that fucking uh batman uh anime that's coming out where it's like ninja bat or samurai batman this year we had neo and neo yeah oh neo sorry yeah, yeah. neo Neo. 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 Um, yeah, so I reckon yeah, I reckon we might be that might be the next gaming trend. But as people have as people have also pointed out that the Shadows Die Twice thing is a line that has connections to the Tenchu series, which From also has dabbled in in the past. And, and they own the rights too, don't they? Yes, I think they made the last one for the Wii, I'm pretty sure. Right, okay. Uh, I can't remember the name of it exactly, but they made a Tenchu for the Wii, I'm pretty sure. And yep. so, it, I mean, it could be a Tenchu revival. 
I'd be okay. Imagine if it was Tenchu, but with like Fromm's horrible, grotesque gore. Like that would be weird, but I'd be down for oh. it. And like, it, it'd be interesting to see from do a because Tenchu is like a stealth game. Yeah, it's like a stealth ninja game. And from a sort of known for their combat and like unforgiving combat, so to see them sort of tackle that, have that same sort of flair and try and put it into a stealth setting would be interesting well that's the thing especially about the early attention games it's all about stealth but it didn't have the combat to sort of back it up like if right. they if they can get that stealth down and like blend in their souls combat that could be a special game that's yeah you're not wrong uh i'd be down for that yeah alternatively let's face it. it's a new game completely and we have no idea mm. I mean, look. Let's just face it. We're we're pretty keen just for something new from from anyway. I actually kind of hope it's a new IP. To be yeah. honest, like oh as, yeah, as much as I'd love it to be Bloodborne, I'd love it to be something new. Um, and obviously, we know it's not going to be Dark Souls. So it's not Dark Souls. Um, and it's not Bloodborne. I, exactly, I am yes. I am willing to to bet on that being the case. Yeah, oh, I think you're 100 percent right. I, I there's still that little part of me that wants a sequel to Bloodborne, but like. I, there's a, there's I, a part I of me that wants a, a Dark Souls 4 like tomorrow, but Miyazaki yeah, exactly. himself, yeah. I'm pretty sure, has said he wants a, a decent break from Soulsborne games for a while. Yeah, which, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, if they're going to take a break from Soulsborne games, does that mean this is going to be something completely different? Or... I mean, maybe. Maybe it'll be some sort yeah. of horror game, like a survival horror. If it is, bring mm. it. Oh, I hope not, because I don't think I could play it. Either way, like... When Ugh. when that thing popped up on screen, I'm like, well, this is from software for sure. And then oh, the yeah, absolutely popped up and I was like, what is it? I need to know right yep. now. Tell me right and then now. We never, and then we didn't hear any more. Nope, that's it. And the uh, from software, like one of the, the PR guys who worked on Bloodborne and now works full time with from software, like tweeted out afterwards going, cool, well, we look forward to telling you more about this game in the coming 12 months. I'm like, ah, but I need to know now. Now coming 12 months. 12 months is such a long time. It's so far away, and I it's not now. So I feel like we're not seeing so, this game until E3 at this point. E3, yeah, absolutely. Um, where do you think it's going to pop up? Sony's Sony's conference. Even Sony's, even yeah. I think like, even if it's not exclusive at this point, like I I know that Microsoft sort of got the jump on Dark Souls three at E3, yeah. but I don't know if that'll happen again. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But I mean, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Unfortunately, yeah, we'll have to wait. Pains us oh. to say, yeah. All we had uh, is like I was, this fifteen seconds of oh, god damn it. Yeah, I, I must admit, I've watched it a few times. Like, I have, I, I have a gif of it, so I can just look at it sometimes. I've been, I, I, you, I, in the past like two years, I've been completely converted into a fucking from software freak. Um, it's funny because after this, like. My on this day on Facebook reminded me that I think it was two or three years ago. From Software revealed Dark Souls two at the VGAs, and I was like, "Oh, ah. here we are again!" Except this time we don't know what it is. God damn it! We've got less of a fucking idea of what's going on. Um, cool. Uh, well, I'm sure you'll hear us talk about that when we know more. I um, need to know more. Oh, but it's just Shadows Die Twice, Kyron. It's a tagline. It? It's a tagline. Mm, it's got to be a tagline. It's Prepare to Die. It's the new Prepare to Die. Yeah, it's the new Prepare to Die. It's a tagline. What's the name of the game? That's what I need to know. Yeah. 
What's the game about? What is the game? I think the name would be general. enough for me just because I have the All most right. trust in From Software. I just want to know what it is called. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, all right, well, should we go from one sort of esteemed developer to another? Not not the big one, but uh, should we uh, have a chat about Campo Santo and their Hell new project? Yeah. Oh, Joel. Yeah. So this I, was a surprise. I had no idea. Me neither. About this. I want to go on the record nowhere. saying that I love Firewatch. Yes, I do as well. I think Firewatch is a great game. Very, and, very good game. And this... First of all, this came out of nowhere, as you said, and it looks gorgeous. Oh, yeah. So the game uh, in question is called In the Valley of the Gods. In the Valley of Gods, sorry. Yeah, of gods. Um, yeah, in the Valley of Gods. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, set in Egypt. Looks like you're doing some tomb raiding. Yes, please. Uh, but it looks to, to be like... Now, there was a tweet from Campo Santo that they put up as well, something about, like, finally, Campo Santo are making a game where you shoot stuff, uh, shooting a film, that is, I think it was the tweet they put out about it. So, yeah, it's you, you, you've got, like, a, like a animated AI partner that seems to be maybe, like, a director, um, and you're going to this, through this, like, tomb uh, and filming this film. That's about all we know of it, really. We know that um, it looks gorgeous, and the song gorgeous. that played over trailer was incredible. Yep. And uh, I bet when you finish this game, you'll get to watch the shots you've set up, and it's going to be a brilliant game. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I want to know what what's going to happen and what the, what the twist is, what's going to be no. the setup, because, like, I, I, I don't want to know now, but, like, I, oh. I can't wait to play it and discover yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like... Like yeah. Firewatch, um, I'm so keen. I know, but I know that the Firewatch twist is like, it's sort of controversial, and in a way, it it did get me as well because I was sort of building the game up in a certain way. But I, I don't know, that was probably the point, and I was like, oh well, yeah, that wow, okay. It was it was still a pretty effective thing where I was like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, that sucks. But I think yeah. yeah, once you get over the initial like, oh, it's not that, it's this, it and it starts to sink in. I think it's quite affecting it's i want to clarify that when i say jesus christ this sucks i don't think the twist sucks i mean what happened i was like oh that hurts yeah yeah oh yeah yeah um it's a lot more i kind of like the fact that it's a lot more human rather than supernatural or or conspiracy theory as it alludes to at one point as well um yeah but uh, I, I mean, I have full faith this is going to be incredible. But we're going to have to wait a while because it's not coming until twenty nineteen. So it's a ways off. Um, but I'll happily I mean, good wait. Good of them to come out. Yeah, exactly. I will too. But good of them just to be like, yeah, it's ages away, guys. But here, have a look. Like, um, yeah. Oh man, can't wait. Campo Santo have done. I mean, yeah, Firewatch is just an incredible game. So, um, highly enjoyable game. Uh all right, what do you want to tackle next, Kyron? There's a there's some other ones we should sort of we could probably get out of the way. Yeah, all right, let's let's do some some rapid fires maybe. Not the bad way, just as like No no This no. is a trailer that I watched and I was like, ah oh, I wanna okay. I, I, I guess the next one I'll pick is probably a way out and I don't want to seem like I'm shrugging this game off, 
it was just one no. of those trailers that as I was watching it, I was just like, oh, am I seeing too much now? Mm, am I seeing I too like, much? I'm, I'm kind of done, done with this now, yeah. Because I'm going to play this game for sure. Yeah. <sighs> mm, I don't know. But should we should we touch on uh, the other thing to come out of the, the away, uh, away Out stuff? Oh, how can you In not talk about it, really? Just Farris is a fucking loose cannon and a half. Oh boy! It was. I uh, think so it's Jeff- from. I think if you like freeze it and like zoom in, you can probably see the sweat on Jeff Keighley's forehead. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And like you may be seeing the reflection of his eyes. The producers behind the camera just go and get him the fuck off now. Like I, um, I, just, I loved. Like first of all, he his rant was re- insane, and I loved that as Jeff was getting him ready for the video, Jose was just like, "Oh, w- we can talk more after," and Jeff's like, "No, we cannot." <laughs> We cannot talk uh, yeah, yeah. after this. No, no, it's done. Like we need to. Oh god, the show like, it, has it, to move. Exactly. That's why I like about like like Keely. Like all those things, he stopped have a chat with them, but it was very brief, and like the developers knew that was the case. Uh, but Joseph Farris, on the other hand, didn't really give a shit and went on a tirade about saying defending, not defending EA, but saying that his game even though it's being published by EA, doesn't have any of that microtransaction bullshit, which I believe was a quote from him as well. Um, or none of that EA bullshit, I think he said. Um, he then went on to say about how much the Game Awards were awesome and that the Oscars sucked, and then said, fuck you to the Oscars, and flipped off the camera. Which um, I, which was at the point where I think Jeff was like, what have I done? Yep. Uh, look, What have I done? I'm not saying it was great, but it sure was great to watch. I, it was... In a way, yeah, but yeah, I just couldn't stop feeling for Jeff. I'm like, Jeff is just oh, like, yeah. ah, I need this to be over. Yep, yep. I mean, he's probably also going to, he's like, good, I've got my controversy for this for this uh, year's iteration True. of the Game Awards. Last year we had the, mean, like, the Konami thing. Yeah, and, or, and the year before as well, because like it, it was like both years, really. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Because like, the first year was when he was like, when he sort of made some slight comments and the fact that outside of that, that Kojima wasn't there and that Konami were there on his behalf. Um, and then, yeah, last year with him just coming out, just going, hey, you know what, Konami? Fuck you. Fuck you. You fucking fucked over my friend. And I'm not happy about it. So I'm so going to give him an award. Yeah, he's here now. He's my best friend. I gave him an award. Go fuck yourself. Actually, just... Side note before we go on with the with the reveals and stuff as well with the world premieres, um, the Industry Achievement Award was really awesome this year oh, as well. Oh, yeah. We I... went to Carol Shaw. For River Raid, um, wasn't it? Yeah, for River Raid. She was, the, like I think, the first uh, woman to fully develop a video game and have her name on the box. That um, was such a cool... And I love, I love it. It was Felicia Day presenting it as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was perfect. Um. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I got a little, I got a little emotional watching that. She was so lovely, and and so humble to be there, and just, uh, I, I, I love the fact that she's like, you know, oh, things look a little bit different now back then from when I was developing games. The, the graphics look a lot more, lot more real, and everyone had a laugh at that. It was just, it was so lovely. Yeah, I do really like the industry icon awards they give out. Yeah, they really think about, and it's. Really, really good to see. Um, so yeah, I I didn't put that in the notes, but I, it just reminded me of it then. And I was like, oh yeah, that happened. That was a really cool moment. Um, 
Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Um, we saw the new PUBG map, the desert map. Um, which, hey, PUBG yep. is a game that has two maps now, or will have two maps. Yep, yep. I mean, look, if you love PUBG, which most of you probably do, that's totally fine. I just haven't played it yet, so I can't make a judgment on it. Yeah, me I neither. I like the idea of it. I feel but, like yeah. for a game I haven't played, I've already seen too much of it, so... Yeah, true. It is a fun game to watch people play, though. It is It is a, an entertaining game to watch, which is a good a sign of a, a good multiplayer game, at least, anyway. If you can watch people play it and still have fun... Um, yeah, I guess I it's just, depending on the people you watch play it. I just remember at PAX, I couldn't escape it. Oh, it was everywhere. It was I mean, every every big screen. Up, you just got to look on the internet. You, uh, or in real life. I mean, on the weekend in Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne, they dropped real life uh, uh, supply crates. Xbox did a pr- uh, promo where they had like a uh, supply crates that dropped. Uh, one in Melbourne's was in like St Kilda, and there was one in Sydney and one in Brisbane. Uh, and if you got there... Uh, they released out like details of the lo- like the the coordinates for the location on the day, uh, and if you got there uh, and answered, I think one or two like questions related to PUBG, you got uh, either like, Xbox Ones, uh, controllers, PUBG gear. Um, I was like, that's a cool promo. That's a pretty cool thing. But yeah, I mean, it's a fucking juggernaut, and it's not going to go anyway. It's not going to go away anytime soon. So, uh, yay. Uh, what else was there? Um, Metro Exodus. It looks cool still, Looking... but I, I don't know. They didn't show off anything too new. It no, just looks, no, it looks I, good. And as I was saying to you before, like I, I and this is not like a, a slide at the game either. It's just that I've got no connection to that franchise because I've not played any of it. Um, it looks cool and I like the idea and the concepts and I've, I've heard your, uh, your housemate, rave about it because he fucking loves that shit he, he loves metro and like again from what i play, i think i played last light because 2033 was originally an xbox exclusive it came to ps4 right. later but uh i played yeah, last was... light on ps3 and it was good i just sort of fell off towards the end and never finished it but exodus mm. i will be probably checking out i love that setting i love it how good it looks and i love the sweet train you get to ride on yeah, the train thing is going to be interesting to see how they implement that, which um, would be very intriguing. It's like a, like a mobile home base sort of thing. Would be cool. I hope it'll be like, uh, oh, what's the name of that anime um, that the Attack on Titan studio of animes did? God damn it. Carbonary of the Iron Fortress, I think it is. Okay. Uh, a cool little like one-shot anime. It's like 12 episodes long. Check it out. There's a second season coming, but it's good. Okay. But yeah, cool. it's, sort of, it's cool. sort of similar thing, like where Humat, like, Obviously, a bigger scale. Shit's fucked, and humanity yeah. basically lives on trains that moves around set cities. That you can sort of the cities are safe, outside the city is not safe, and the trains are the only thing that connect them. It kind of sounds like Snowpiercer as well, except the train yeah, doesn't I guess stop. It's, in that. it's not a unique idea, but it's just an idea yeah. that I sort of love. Snowpiercer is also a great movie too. Just on a side note, there, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, oh, enjoyed. It's pretty. Pretty full on, um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, Metro Exodus looks cool. Um, I'm sure it's going to do well. I'm sure it'll be a very good game. Those games are always really good. So, from what I hear, anyway, uh, we also got there's a World War Z game. Cool. I Next. don't understand. It feels like it's too late to really capitalize on the World War Z brand. Yeah, if it was this time last year, maybe. 
Maybe. Like, what, right. what was the movie? It was at least two years ago. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just Two and a half years weird. ago, I want to say. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of VR games that got announced as well. Uh, the team behind Job Simulator is doing Vacation Simulator, which seems like the next logical step. Um, I I really would like to play more Job Simulator because it looks like a fun game. Um and like wacky and a really good use of VR, I think as well. Like of that whole idea of like, yeah, you can do anything. Like I'll never forget watching uh, Achievement Hunter play it, and they're like, "Oh, look, I'm gonna pick this donut out of the trash. Oh, it's all moldy. I'm gonna eat it. Wonder what will happen." And the character starts vomiting, and they're like, "Oh no!" They're like I wonder if we can get this mug and catch some of the vomit in. The- yep, we can do that. Like it was really cool. Like you know, I wonder if I can. Yes, yes, I can do that. Or what about the? Yeah, I can do that too. Um, so to see them sort of take that to the next step, um, will be kind of cool, you know, interesting, fun experience. Uh, but the one I'm more interested in, uh, is accounting plus, which is, uh, like a, a re-release of accounting by, um, uh, Squanch games, formerly Squanch Tendo games, but they released a, uh, recently released a, a press release about that saying that. Apparently, there was another ga- ga- games company out there that had a similar name, and they weren't very happy about it. So, I mean, it was um, it was going to happen. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised it took this long. To be fair, um, so yeah, they were Squanch Tendo games, and now they're Squanch games. Um, and and also Crows, 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 which is uh, William Pugh, the guy behind um, Stanley Parable and Doctor Langskov, the Tiger and the Terribly Cursed Emerald. Um, and a couple other little experiences as well, but yeah, really fucking perfect combination of like that Justin Roiland from, uh, and, and the Squanch games team and, and William Pugh that they've got that weird fucking stupid, bizarre, abstract off the wall comedy. Um, and yeah, accounting looks really good from what I've seen people play of the original and plus seems to be adding more stuff to it and. Yeah, the trailer was great because it had the the tree man, the pop out and says like, "Hey you, you fuck you, fuck you, get the fuck out of my house. This is my house." And it, I I love that because Justin Roiland swearing I could listen to on loop. It, I'll be honest, like I watched that trailer and I don't know what I watched. Oh, dude, I I've watched a playthrough of that. I watched again. I watched Achievement Hunter play through accounting, and it's. Let me just say that the trailer is an accurate representation of what that game is. Uh, 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 I, <laughs> if I that helps. Yeah. Um, it's it's fucking weird. But, I mean, I love that shit. So, I mean, that looks like fun. I'm, I'm almost on board with getting a VR for PlayStation. I'm almost. Um, but, yeah. All right. Should we get some more big heavy hitters, Kyron? Uh, there was one more small one that sort of snuck under the radar yeah. for me that I didn't see coming, and that was Soul Calibur Six. Yes, yeah, that now, was an interesting one. It is. It, it, I'm not sure if it's interesting for you the same reason that it's interesting in the in the broad scope. But okay. I did very much first of all like how it was announced. Just like I forget his name, the guy from um from Ben Onamco, Hana Hanafusan. I don't know, but yeah, I, love, yeah, I can't remember that. And he's like Japanese traditional get up and he just walks out and he's stage. fucking yukata yeah I yeah i love it love it i love it i like that he sort of compliments capcom's ono very well who's yes. very hyperactive and like has the blanca 
and Bandai Namco's got this guy. I'm like, yes, this is brilliant. Yeah, uh, I love it. But yeah, so Soul Calibur Six is coming. Which yeah, is, it's pretty cool. It's cool. It's interesting because that Soul Calibur Six was part of the. We actually never discussed it because I think you were overseas at the time, and also it was a a rumor. Ooh. So you know, truck assault. But Soul Calibur Six came up in that big Devil May Cry Five rumor that was circulating recently. Right. And the Devil May Cry Five rumor, for those who don't know, is basically that DMC Five is is ready to be revealed and was going to be at PSX, but Sony pushed it to E3 for a bigger E3, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting thing is, like, the trailer for Soul Calibur Six at the Game Awards said it was coming to PS4, PC, and did it mention Xbox One? I think it did. I think so, yeah. Yeah. The rumor about it suggested that it was coming to uh, PS4, Switch, and PC, but there was no mention of Xbox. So now we've right. got a, an interesting contradiction to that rumor. And I, that's just another layer to, I'm excited for a new Soul Calibur. And also that makes that rumor more interesting to sort of take a second look at and go, okay, was that wrong then? Should we expect a DMC5 or I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's actually a good point. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, it's interesting though you mentioned about like Sony pushing it, like the DMC five, like pushing it because it wasn't ready. Um, no, no, no. But, but it has a trailer ready. The leaker, if he's to be believed, has like a minute and second count of a trailer that he posted. So we'll find right. out, I guess, if he's wrong when that trailer comes out. But he seemed yeah. pretty confident. <laughs> um, but like we were, we were talking about this before we we started recording as well about about the From Software reveal and the fact that it was so short. And there was nothing else about it. Nothing else mentioned. No one said anything else about it except for that Miyazaki tweet from the, was the PR there, guy. and that's the thing. Miyazaki was there. Do you think that maybe, like, they were originally going to show something at PSX before Sony decided to make it, in their words, a more low key event? In in my heart of hearts, I want to dream and believe they were going to, and then Sony was like, "No, nah, we want everything at E three twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's such a weird situation because the PSX thing was so low key. Like, oh yeah. Can, I, mean, I get I get they wanted to make it more about updates, but wow, it was low key. PSX is still going. I mean, it's still yeah, on at the moment. Like, you don't you don't drop bombs like a new From Software game on day two of PSX. Or do you? Because you're from software. Like, no. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't. No, you don't. I'm still holding on hope, Karen. Um, yeah, so the Soul Calibur Six looks cool. I've again, no, I've never really played Soul Calibur. It looks cool. I always sort of wanted to. I mean, I haven't it's really like played one game of swords since the Cube one, where you could have Link. But oh, I'm, yep, yep, yep. I'm keen for a new one. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely jump in and check it out. I mean, Mo- mostly because they just—it sounds like they just hit it at the park with Tekken Seven. So, oh yeah. Yeah. I reckon um, this could be good. Uh, yeah, uh, another little small one as well, I think. Uh, there's Witchfire, <laughs> which oh. I, I only want to bring up just because, um, I mean, the game looks cool, like, from what they showed. I was like, hey, interesting. Um, but the trailer started off, um, it's like someone walking through this beautiful landscape, and, like, it's like first person walking through this beautiful landscape, looking around, 
uh, very Walking Sim esque, and it popped up from like from the team that bought you the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. And I was like, okay, all right, we're seeing their next game. It's interesting. Uh, and then it cuts to black again, and it just says, but also Painkiller and Bulletstorm. And then it cuts back to gameplay, and it's the character pulling a gun out, and then it's just action of just it, lots of like skeletons and things coming towards you. It was such a good fake out. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was so really cool. And I'm also excited because I didn't play Vanishing and Ethan Carter, but I um but I tell you what, I fucking love Bulletstorm. I'm pretty sure I've said it on the show before more than once that I fucking love Bulletstorm. And Painkiller um, was pretty good. Fuck yeah. Uh, this I thought this was like another Painkiller game. Like it looked very much like Painkiller, like the same sort of um enemy design and like even the the weapons felt very painkiller-esque. It could be little, a, spir- uh, a spiritual successor, really. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's a cool trailer, and yeah, the fake-out was really great. I had a good old chuckle at that one, The fake-out got me so good. It got me yeah, so it good. Gave me a good old laugh, that one. Um, but yeah, that's Witchfire. Um, all right. <sighs> Which one do you want to tackle next? Because there's like three really big ones left that we can bring uh, up. Let's, let's get... Let's get GTFO out of the way first. Okay, cool. Oh, yep. So, yes, GTFO. Which is not which is not me telling you to GTFO. It's, in fact, the name <laughs> of a video game, Joel. Yeah, I must admit, I was a little bit... I was like, oh, really? That's the name of it? But it's grown on me. When I saw it revealed, I was like, oh, okay, really? That's the name? All right, okay. Come but, on, yeah, I think it's grown on me. I, um, the trailer... I still don't quite know how serious this game is going to be because the trailer mm. implied some atmosphere would be present in this game. Cause yeah. I don't know. How do you describe it? Like it's a co-op shooter from some of the ex payday and an ex naughty dog person. Yep. Uh, so it's, or, it's 10 chambers, isn't it? I think the, I think, yeah. 10 chambers is the name of a studio. Is the studio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Four player co-op shooter in the same vein as payday, but it seems like, it could be the game that Alien, Aliens Colonial Marines wasn't. Yes. And that yeah. is what I'm here for. Yeah, it looks... and definitely had a very Left 4 Dead vibe to it as well, um, but a little bit more uh, slower pace segments as well. Which is why I sort of get to... the, like, the Aliens vibe as well. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, um, when, when they start bursting through and they're all like, mounting their turrets, I'm like, yes, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm I'm pretty keen to check this out. I'm so keen at some point in the future. Um, I'll be keeping yeah, my eye on it. Definitely, yeah. A GTFO looks pretty good. I'm I'm pretty keen for that. Um, cool. Well, I want to talk about the one that I think I'm the most excited for <laughs> out of this whole whole game awards. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure you're pretty excited as well, but uh, I'm incredibly so, excited. But I had a From Software announcement, so it's hard. You did, yeah. See, uh, and I'm excited for that as well. But um, old mate Reggie Fiume showed his face again. Um, he's there. He rocked up and uh, showed a trailer for uh, you know, saw some Bayonetta action from Bayonetta two, and I'm like, awesome! Bayonetta two is coming to the Switch. And then they said, oh, also, we're bringing Bayonetta 1 as well, so 
in February next year, Bayonetta 2 is coming to the Switch with a download for the full version of Bayonetta 1. So you can basically get 1 and 2 in the one box uh, for the Switch, which you fucking should because they are just the best. Do it. Support Platinum. They made two... Fucking... I mean, they've oh. made so many of the best action games out there, but this these two action hack and slash games are it. They are like it as far as they go. Play these two get, games. Don't get like, oh, look, she's all like wearing sexy clothes. And all that. No, 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 no. It's completely, it's, it's justified in the game. All, it's very tongue in cheek. All I'll say is um, play the game and yeah. Let, yeah, let, you'll be, let the character of Bayonetta. Yep. Yeah, exp- like, explain it herself. One of the biggest boss ass bitches in video games, I would say. She's just one of the my favorite female characters in video games. One of my she's favorite up, characters in general. She's but up there. There's a lot of female characters I really awesome. like, but she is up there. She's just so great. Uh and yeah, the gameplay is so good. Um and I was like, awesome, cool. Uh and then I mentioned before about almost bruising my thighs from like slamming them with my fists in excitement. Um because it cut back to Jeff and, and Reggie having a chat. And Jeff's like, oh, yeah, well, thanks for showing that. That's really great to see Bayonetta 1 and 2. And Reggie's like, whoa, you think you think that I was just going to – you brought, I came all the way out here just to show you, like, the re-release of those games? Like, And Jeff's like, oh, you got something else? It was very hammed up. Oh, yeah, because it was rehearsed, clearly. Of they, course. They rehearsed but- all this stuff. It was super hammed up, but I love it because it's Reggie and I fucking good on him. Uh, and then they like roll the video uh, and we got a trailer for Bayonetta 3. I have a question oh. for you, Joel. Yeah. How far in, like at what point during the Bayonetta 2 on Switch video did you realize we were getting Bayonetta 3? I, look, I was just like, okay, this is really exciting. And then I, I, I was sort of, at the back of my mind, it was like, I was like maybe twenty percent. I was like, "Are we going to get a Bayonetta three? Are we? Are we?" And then it ended. And then she, and so the Bayonetta two part finished, and she's like, "Oh, do you think it was going to be over that quickly?" Uh, and then it showed Bayonetta one. And I was like, "Oh, because in between, and I was like, oh, okay, no, 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 it's just Bayonetta one. Oh, that's great, awesome, cool. Oh, it's on the get. It's in the same box. That's great. Oh, and then they were talking, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then yeah, I oh man." I sort of, I sort of knew when it started, and it mostly because I think Nintendo still remembers that year that their like big spike VGA announcement was Cranky Kong. Yeah, true. I, like, That's when very I, true. When I saw that, I'm like, "There's no way this is it. We're getting Bayonetta three. Fuck yes." <laughs> Well, I thought I I didn't expect Bayonetta three. I thought we were going to see something else. Nah. I I honestly nah. I thought there was part of me that was like, maybe we'll see some Metroid. Like nah. that was that was the logical in my head. But I, man, I'm so pumped. I know, like I mean, Platinum's been like they're not doing scale band anymore. They just finished Near Automata. They're looking for like they're doing more. They're gearing up more prog- pro- projects. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Bayonetta three, we're getting it. The dream is real. Bayonetta's uh. coming back again. I honestly think this is going to be the last one in the series. Um, I need to watch the trailer again to just really reconfirm. It's very... There's nothing there. There's not a lot there. No, it was really um, not. It was like the, the witch emblem, like logo, and then like a three scraped into it. Um, but we see... Oh, you saw the um, uh, 
uh, Scarsbury Fair, her guns, um, which is, uh, I can't remember the name, all four of them, but the individual names, but it, they're the things from Scarsbury Fair, the song. Um, and, but yeah, like at the end of it, she sort of like falls down and sort of collapses. So I'm wondering if this is going to be the end for Bayonetta. To be fair, Bayonetta has fallen over a lot when I played those games That's when true. I die yeah. frequently. Yeah, yeah, it happened to me a lot as well. Um, oh, but Kyron, we're getting Bayonetta 3 at some point. It's coming. The dream is real. Like, Bayonetta oh 3 is God. coming. Like, so there was a very fair and reasonable conversation that I've, I've seen it going around the internet, but, like, everyone's going, so Nintendo this year had Mario, Zelda, Mario and Rabbids, Splatoon, a Mario Kart remark, like, a, uh, a Fire Emblem Warriors, it had a Xenoblade, a big RPG, what are they going to have going forward? And it was just like, well, Metroid, uh, Bayonetta 3, there's definitely an Animal Crossing coming. And oh, you can yeah. just rattle off these new games. If it's like well, Pokemon in the next year, Pokemon, I would say, too. All mm. of this stuff. It's like, these guys are fine. They are fine. Yep. They are fine. And that's not even to th- like, think about the, the fucking cavalcade of indie games that are going to be loaded onto that thing. Yeah. Because I mean, the, the Gungeons got, got announced and it's coming out this week for it. Like, fuck yeah. This year was like A-team. Next will be B-team. They still have a C-team of franchises they can go to and like tap yep. for like... For games like and oh. like that's that's nintendo c team as well that's like yeah fucking still like top tier shit oh and yeah bayonetta 3 like exclusively on switch like yeah. i've seen i've seen all the comments i've seen people complaining once again bayonetta going out to die on switch but the sad reality is no one else wants to fund it nintendo is willing to pay platinum to make this game yep that's and why also, it exists I- I think this time around, I don't think she is going... I mean, in the game, she's probably going to die, but I think the franchise itself isn't going out to die. Um, because look at the install base of Switches already. Like, infinitely more than there were we use. Oh, yeah. Really. I, I want so many people who own Switches to buy that Bayonetta pack next year. I, Please. And I think, they, I think a lot of people will. I honestly do solely based on the fact that it's two games in one and it'll probably be like what at most at full retail like 100 bucks 80 bucks like yeah for two that's australian by the way yeah great action hack and slash exactly games. that are full of content and two's got co-op stuff as well which we need we, I, when we and get that again we, we need to do that don't forget all those sweet nintendo skins oh yeah fuck yeah the fucking Oh, Samus's fucking berry suit. Fuck yeah. Yeah, like, makes her, like, go into morph ball mode instead of a panther. Fuck yeah. And it changes all the sound effects as well. Like, yep, like when she fires the guns, it's like the blasters. Oh, man. Oh. It's so, so good. good. Those two games are so good, and I'm so I'm, ready for I'm, a third one. Those two games are two of my favorite games of all time. I fucking adore those games. I actually just finished two earlier this year. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was. And fuck me, those games are good. Like, platinum are the best in the biz at the action, at the action, the hacking, and the well. slashing. Yeah. Oh man, it's just—it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Um, but should we continue the Nintendo hype train as well? Um, yes, because I think the last one is going to be a lengthy discussion of why of <laughs> yeah, trying to so. unravel it was also, layers. It was also the longest. Uh, it was. 
of their of their reveals. So, um, but yeah, uh, we finally got to see some stuff from the Champions Ballad DLC. And in fact, if you're listening to this now and you have a Switch and the copy of that game, you're probably already playing the Champions Ballad DLC because it came out that night. Shadow drop. Um, <laughs> fucking shadow drop. Like, we all knew it was coming in December, which is great. Well, that's but, the I thing, mean, though. Like, we, they initially said it was, but no one had heard anything. And I had seen and had pretty good reason to believe. It's like, well, hey, maybe they're going to push it to next year because it's, it's going to be big. Yep. And then... I, I sort of didn't expect this. I didn't, and I definitely didn't expect them to just go. It's out tonight. That got me, and, caught me off guard. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck! In my head, I was like, oh, because when it was like coming, and I was like, oh yeah, cool. They'll probably like shadow drop it tonight. Here comes the shadow drop, like mocking it to myself, and it was like tonight, and I was like, oh fuck, they did it. They actually they, did that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so but, uh, the trailer gave us a pretty about- good glimpse of what well, to expect well before the trailer we should be talking about like the lead up to it as well um so they 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 the the voiceover of the, of the awards was like you know now for a presentation from nintendo it was like all right it wasn't like another world premiere or anything like that um and then like the screen it just showed the screen in the actual theater and it was um it was like a uh, hyrule castle surrounded in um all the what's it called what do they call the stuff? Oh, uh, like Ganon. It's um, what's his form? It's the it's calamity. Cal- calamity Ganon. Yes. Yeah. So all like him surrounding it. Um, he's like purpley, ready, glory. Um, and then like the voiceovers of the four champions started coming over with their lines that they say in the I mean, spoilers for Breath of the Wild if you haven't played it yet. But like when you're going to beat, you know, Ganon, they they lend their power. And then, like the giant beam of light comes from their divine beast to that towards Hyrule so Castle. Good, I love fucking I'm, awesome. It just reminded me of that moment when they because they basically did it on stage with like st- spotlights that shine under the screen. Um, and I was like, "This is so fucking extra," and I love it. But it didn't stop there because then, like, the screen went up into the air, and there was um, Anuma standing there <sighs> dressed as Link. With the master sword in the stone in front of him, to which he pulled it out and fucking did the fucking movements that Link does when he pulls it out. Oh my god! I was just like, "This is great!" And then just to see and the look on his face, how happy he was. He he was having so much fun, just the best time. Um, and then when they were when they won the award for like a game of the year as well, like he was just fucking beside himself with happiness. He was just oh. It was such a joy to watch, but um, but then yeah, they rolled the trailer for the DLC, um, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it it plays out pretty standard. Like, obviously, it's the it's the big DLC, it's the story DLC Nintendo promised, and I actually yep. I have picked it up, and I have I'm very early on in it, but the trailer promises uh, more cutscenes, and I can yeah, there is there's about I think five or six new memories you can go get. Oh, okay. Um, it adds in about, oh, I want to say, I haven't done them all, but I'm going to roughly guess maybe nearly 20 new shrines. Oh, wow. And it looks crazy, like, man. it looks like a new divine beast. I don't know for sure. There was a, Ooh. there was some, there was some footage of him in a divine beast. So I don't know, but like, it could be new or it could be like something else, but I hope there's a new divine beast. And that's interesting. Culminated Joel. 
This with, is so insane. With Link on a motorcycle. Out of nowhere. Oh, it's a fucking motorbike horse, and it looks it's, great. I'll be honest, that's why I bought the DLC. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. really excited to go back to Hyrule and get more story DLC. Wait, there's a motorcycle? I want that. I want to drive yep. around in Hyrule. I want to try to crash that into Hyrule Castle. Let's do I this. Want to see, I want to see the justification behind it. I mean, I don't care about the justification, but I want to see how they justify it. The justification is, is like, screw it, let's do it. Here's a motorcycle. Well, I think they said in the in the thing, it's like, well, all the other four champions had their own divine beast. Oh yeah, and it'll be his. And this is his divine beast. It's like it's a fucking motorbike. That is great. Uh Link oh. taking some some notes from Cloud Strife. <laughs> yeah. That I must admit I had that thought as well. I was like, I had some, like, yeah. Advent Children flashbacks while I was watching Oh, it. yeah. Fucking sweet um, class drive and his sweet Fenris cycle. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean... I'm We're getting a get 7 up. remake. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Still no word on that yet, Cone. Just don't hold it's, your breath. Oh, still... It's, like, six years away, but I don't care. We're getting it. No, 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 no. Kingdom Hearts 3 six years away. That's... <laughs> hang on. He's up. Come on. One project at a time, Cone. Hey, um, Nomura's only one person. <laughs> He uh, he probably took the paying work for Xenoblade 2 because that game's finished and came out. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, see, I did something. Look, yeah, I made okay. characters. Haha, this game is out. What about your game, Nomura? It's coming. All of them are still to be in fair, development. To be fair, he did make Toy Story look the best it's ever looked. Oh, yeah. And I'll, like, I'll give to, him be, that. to be fair, to be fair, it's not just Nomura. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, um, it's Square Enix as a whole, really. Yeah, it's a big team. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick this up when I get my copy of the game back. Um, so uh, our good friend Ben has my copy of it at the moment because I graciously graciously lended it to him when he got his Switch because he wanted to play it. Um, and he's very close to finishing it. So I, I don't have the heart to take it back off him yet. So I'm being a good friend and letting him finish that before I um, get a chance to dive into the DLC. But I, over Christmas break, I'm certain i'll be diving straight into that i mean that's the reason why i hadn't bought the dlc yet was i was waiting for this particular yep. one to come out me too and now so it's 30 bucks and i dropped that on it and i like honestly i wouldn't have been okay with it i think when it was only the one pack because the stuff it yep. adds is pretty eh but the stuff like i i booted the game up and all these quests just like rained upon me i'm like oh boy here we go let's <laughs> gather them all up and here go on an adventure with hyrule again i am. Um, I, I like the idea of the uh, the challenge dungeon place as well. Oh yeah, to get the true power of a master sword. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, I, like, I like the idea of a Korok mask that I now have on my face. Yep, yeah, no, that's also handy, and all the new, new the new gear that gets added into there, it as well. There's a Ganon outfit, a Ganondorf outfit from Ocarina of Time. Fuck yeah, there is. Fuck yeah, there is. Yes. Um. But yeah, like I mean, that that's out. That is the thing that is out. Yeah, now. you can play it right now if you want Zelda. It's on the eShop. That was fucking yeah. Nintendo just crushing it with a fucking Bayonetta three, and their fucking Zelda DLC dropping on that night. And just the awards oh. were swept up. And oh yeah, masterful. We are drawing in Joel on what Speaking everyone of... is expecting to be a pretty big Nintendo Direct in January, which I haven't announced. Yeah. But EA sort of mentioned it in marketing materials. 
Yeah, for Faye, wasn't it? Faye, yeah. yeah. So, hey, look forward to January. We're probably going to get a pretty big direct with God knows what in it. Oh, God, yeah. that's It's it's scary and nervous, nerve-wracking and exciting to think about. Oh, but speaking of, like, nervous and scary and exciting to think and about. And confusing and... And confusing and... Be- bewildering, but bewildering and... And thumbs up babying. Um, inside someone. <laughs> it's, oh my God. Uh, we got another look at Death Stranding. Uh, we, we got about eight and a half minutes worth of Death Stranding. Um, I, I can tell you as much about Death Stranding as I knew a year ago as I can tell you now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but that doesn't make me any less excited for it. Oh God, no. I'm super, I, I am... I I shouldn't be. I should be cautious, but I can't help. I can't help no. but be excited for this because it's Kojima, man. Like it's Kojima Unchained. This is pure yeah, exactly. Ko- this is pure Kojima. This, this is, is like oh, this is gonna be episode. Oh no, you haven't seen it. This is like this is episode eight of Twin Peaks, like the the third season or the the limited series, whatever they, whatever version you want to call it. Like this is gonna be that. The this return, is like pure. Yeah. Kojima, and I can't wait. It's gonna be oh my god! I mean, first of all, he he was there with with uh, Guillermo del Toro as well, presenting an award. Then just Norman being Reedus. best friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, first it was del Toro, I was like, yeah, great, and then fucking coming out with Norman Reedus, and Norman Reedus just looking like he was so pumped to be there. He was like, "This is great. I'm having the best. This guy, he's awesome." He's a Japanese dude. I fucking love him. He's like love my him. best friend I'm, now. I'm on The Walking Dead, but this is great. I love this more. Yeah. <laughs> fucking get him off Walking Dead. Fuck him off. Like, no one cares about that show anymore. Uh, uh, like, oh. It, it was nearly like Kojima's perfect setup. He had Norman. He had Del Toro. Yep. He had Jeff. All he was missing was Mads. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he was, I mean, he was just hanging out with Mads, so I guess it counts still. He was, yeah. He was hanging out, having dinner with him. You know, having a beer. Um... Got him some but, you know, sweet custom chopsticks. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. I've just... Oh, Kojima is so cool. He's such I a think, cool person. I think it would be great to be friends of Kojima. It would just be great. It would be the best. It would be so good. I mean, seeing him... At, they had, like, him out on stage at the PSX thing as well. And because it was, like, a part... They were talking to him about uh, the relationship that him and uh, Andrew House had. Um, and just oh, hearing, yeah. hearing those two talk to each other about their relationship and like the first time that Andrew House had met Kojima which was when uh it was uh I think an E3 one year when um they lost uh, a fan stole the code for Metal Gear Solid oh my god it was, it was yeah I think it was either Metal Gear Solid or, or Metal Gear Solid 2 and he and Andrew House had to go tell Kojima holy crap um, yeah <laughs> so that was the first time he ever met Hideo Kojima with, he had to tell him, "Sorry, a fan stole the code for your game." Um, yeah, so that that's that was a really funny story here. But um, there's also the rumors kicking around as well that Emma Stone has been. He, he's interested in talking to Emma Stone about stuff. I mean, I the talk is as a female protagonist to come. I guess the question is when will she be revealed? I'm gonna go ahead and say E3 next year at this point. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that E3 but- sounds like it's just gonna. Just like melt everyone again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, man, if Emma Stone's in this game, I think I might explode. Like, I think I might actually explode. 
but yeah, so we saw eight and a half minutes more. Uh, we got, I guess, some context for this, the world that they're setting up. It's just Norman Reedus talking about there was a bang that gave life to er- everything. And now there's going to be another bang that's probably going to be the end of us. And, and like, very, so I don't, like, where do you even start? Like, so they just, I don't even know. A guy was trapped underneath something. Yep. And then like, you saw like inky footprints coming around the the thing. Yeah, like the handprints from the first one. Yeah, the enemy or the creature is invisible, I guess. Yeah. And we also can tell that maybe it reacts to sound. Yes, that too. Sound as well. Yeah, because like, they, they say don't, don't breathe, don't breathe. Yeah, and they and they physically put their hands over their mouth as well. Mm. Like that was interesting. That I was like, okay, is there a reason, a, a real reason for that, or is it just like you know, just so to make sure no sound comes out? I mean, um, that guy like basically eventually he he makes too much noise and the shadows oh, yeah. just pull him under. Yep, into like black goop into goop yeah and then shit continues going south and the other guy who has like some like canister with him passes it on to Norman Reedus at some point yep and it's and pretty much it looks very similar to the canister that Guillermo del Toro's character was carrying in the the second trailer yes and then mm. the other guy who had it originally desperately is trying to kill himself as the, the, the stuff is taking him, like the black yeah. stuff. <laughs> well, he gets like jerked into the air upside down. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. And, and he's like trying to carry up into the air. But loses oh, his gun. Boy. Oh boy. And then starts stabbing himself in the chest. Yeah. Oh. And then Norman Reedus like, does get sucked in. Yep. And then he ends up and, underwater. And sees like an upside down sperm whale. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's not the only time we've seen like Kojima putting a sperm whale oh, yeah, in no. his trailers. There was all, the infamous fire whale that had. I still love no that. Real, I love that. So I love ridiculous. it. It's great, but yep. Um, <laughs> sure, a um, hint of things to come, perhaps. Maybe, maybe. Oh wow. Man, imagine if you put, like, seeds to Death Stranding. Yeah, imagine if this goes right back to when they had the studio, Moby Dick. Oh, shit. Kyron, fuck. We have to go, we have you know to go deeper. I, I wouldn't put it past him. Oh, he's no, that he's fucking insane that I would not put it past him. Oh, Jesus. Uh, But anyway, um, so, so Norman Reedus sort of activates the baby canister and it pulls him <laughs> out of the inky world, right? The water? <laughs> Right of of all the of all the things that you think that like if you look back at like if you went like last year actually no three years ago if you thought in three years time I'm going to be talking to my friend on a podcast about activating the baby canister <laughs> like I don't, that is I don't not know how else to that's, put it that's not a that's not a sentence that should be said but here we are and you're not wrong it is a baby canister it's like a, it's a canister that has a baby in it. But yep. that's the thing, like, because also Del Toro had this, and he mm-hmm. seemed to use it not in a similar way, but like the water was rising. Yeah, and he used it, and I don't know, I don't know, man. 
I'm so intrigued by this game in every possible conceivable way. But then, but then, like they were underwater, and then like it like went into his mouth. Like the camera goes into Norman Reedus's mouth, and then like the baby gives a thumbs up because it's in his throat. So, there's a, a potentially dark way to look at this. Okay. What, what if, like, so that pulls him back out of it, basically. Right, yeah. What if that, like, has consumed that baby's life? Wow, that's... Like, what if that's a thing? I don't know, man. I'm so... I, I don't know when this game's coming out. We know it's basically sort of going to be... Third person action open world, maybe with some co op sort of like Metal Gear Solid Five, I guess. He also did say oh. at, at the PSX thing that the underwater stuff is playable. God damn it, so Kojima! That's that's a playable thing. Um, but then, oh, what else happens after that? Like, then it's the figures up. again in this on the horizon. It's on the horizon, yeah, and it's 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 very similar to that first trailer, except he's in the suit now. And he's not and, naked. Uh, and one looks a lot like Psycho Mantis. Oh. It, obviously, it can't be Psycho Mantis, but like his pose and like the, the, sh- the shadowy sort of outline. Nah, fuck it. Like, it's got, hey, nah, it's that's Psycho, Psycho Mantis. Mantis. It's going to be Psycho Mantis. This is the story of of the fucking little boy from Five that we never got. <laughs> it's, the, it's a missing. It's the gap. This is the gap. Yeah, expert level troll. Like in the meantime, like. He, uh, Kojima's been like bankrolling, like, and just bought the franchise off uh, Konami. Do you know what's been, like, Do you know what's cool. funny though? Like, I was discussing this with my housemate Brennan, and we were talking about how maybe initially when Sony first started showing off Death Stranding, like with that first trailer, Konami were like, "Oh, what have we done? We should have kept yep. this guy." But after VSL, we're like, "We could. How would we market this game? We don't need Kojima. How yep. do we do that? No, how do we sell this true. game?" Kojima is. Better off on his own, I think. He is, and he's oh, got yeah. he's got support from everyone. I mean, like he's got old mate Mark Cerny hanging out with him and like helping him shop around for engines. Who, now and he's who was apparently with... played like four to five hours of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he said that it, it makes sense after a while. Hey, Mark um, Cerny, shut up! Just fuck yourself. Just because you're best with, friends with fucking Kojima with your with your soothing voice, the most ASMR voice in the games industry i feel absolutely he's put me to sleep he's just so so calming Um, just like reading out ps4 specs i'm like i'm just gonna go to sleep now oh that's lovely yeah i'm gonna (laughs) try that one night i'm gonna see if that's like i might see if that'll help me actually get into a regular sleep pattern the cerny (laughs) technique um cerny but yeah like he's got uh, now he's uh, and he's friends with like herman holst from fucking Guerrilla Games and all that team because you know he's using the Decima engine to create uh, Death Stranding and then and you've don't, got... don't they have like a how's it is it Kojima staff inside Gorilla or Gorilla staff inside Kojima it's one of those I two think things it's, I think it's both actually yeah I think they're sort of like going oh it sounds like like with a whole bunch of like worldwide studios in, within Sony anyway I know Kojima's like technically not part of that but um from the psx thing it seems to be like the worldwide studios teams are all like visiting each other um, oh yeah like there was all that there was all those rumors back when the last guardian was getting finished up but they had like mm. devs from a lot of sony's major studios just going over there to help finish it up 
So I wouldn't be surprised if they're all in the, like obviously in the loop together and sharing technology and ideas and stuff like that. Well, apparently like Santa Monica and Gorilla had been like, they have like an exchange program, like an actual exchange program where they like swap between studios and, and help out and whatnot. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, seeing Norman Reedus on stage with fucking Kojima and just seeing how happy Kojima was to be there. And he's, and he's having the time of his life. He was. And also just the, the way that the trailer ends as well with the Kojima logo and you get that satisfying, oh yeah, from like Norman Reedus. I was like, Not- yep. Just a little, like, sidebar here. This is not the trajectory I saw Norman Reedus' career taking. I don't think he did either. I don't think from, anyone like, from, did. I first saw him in Boondock Saints about seven million years ago. Of course, ago, yes. As, like, when he was essentially a toddler, right? He wasn't, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's Obviously, I'm over-exaggerating. And then he was he at least up, of age. Yeah. yeah. He was in a Blade movie. One of the blades, oh, I believe. I can't remember which yeah. one. And then Walking Dead, and I was like, "Oh, hey, that's Norman Reedus." He was a bit part, basically, in Walking Dead, and then something fan favorite. Fan favorite, yeah. And um, now he's in a video game made by Kojima with like Del Toro and Mads Mikkelsen, and potentially Emma Stone, and it's just like, "Oh, okay, guys, all right." How did this happen? How did we get here? It's nuts. I have, oh, I just, I know we say this every time we see anything to do with Death Stranding, though. But look, like, I can't believe how excited I am for this, and I have no fucking clue what is going on. I've I haven't seen... done a deep dive on this yet. I need to to do some more research. I think on Death Stranding. Yeah, on like this new trailer and whether or not because there's that whole theory about whether like people watching them and syncing them up and and things that are linked. I think he. Kojima said something about like this trailer has more stuff that will make stuff in the first two trailers make sense or is connected somehow, obviously. Interesting. So I, yeah, I, this is like next level marketing. Like this is fucking, like you said, like Konami would be just like, how could we have marketed this game? There's oh, yeah. no Konami, one could do it. Konami would be pulling their hair out going, we, what? <laughs> The only team what? that I could think of that would do it is something like Rockstar because basically Kojima's doing stuff like Rockstar. He's showing a lot more, obviously, but just like, he's like, I know you're going to buy my game. I know you're going to be morbidly curious so I can get as weird as I fucking want and I know everyone is going to be talking about this come tomorrow morning. See, that's the thing. Sort of, I agree, because like Rockstar puts out trailers when they want to and they put them out how they want to. But even then, like a Rockstar trailer, you were like, oh, yes, well, I'm going to buy this game. But yeah. <laughs> a Kojima trailer, like if you're an average like gamer, you're like, huh? If you don't know much about Kojima, you might be like, what? Why is there a baby inside Norman Reedus? Yeah, yeah. That's what, I, why that's what I'm here for. I'm here for that stuff. <laughs> I fucking, I just, I love the fact that it gives a fucking thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you can do it, Norman, and then it just like zooms back out. What is? Oh, that's you know what, Kojima. Oh. Let's do this. Take us, take us for a ride. I'm ready. Let's get fucking weird. Let's get super weird. I am. I'm fresh off a new season of Twin Peaks and ready for whatever you're gonna throw at me. You know what, Karen? Let's... I've 
I've got my Stan subscription now reactivated. I think I'm going to tackle Twin Peaks. Pace yourself out would be my advice. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Because my, my okay, this is my roadmap. Just a detour here at the moment. I'm watching Parks and Rec at the moment. I'm rewatching that. So once I finish that, I might watch a few episodes of Twin Peaks, and I'm going to start Community again. And then I'm going to go back to Twin Peaks and then alternate between those two. That's going to be a weird plan. way to sandwich it, but interesting. <laughs> that's my that's my plan. We'll see how that pans out. Maybe some eye zombie in there as well. Anyway, um, oh boy, I just I can't even fathom what's going to happen in this fucking game. Neither can Whenever I. All I know is I'll, I'll be there day one, like shaking oh, my shit. wallet, shaking oh, my yeah. wallet desperately. I'll be like, oh, oh man. I just, I cannot wait to see what. I just cannot wait to see what. <laughs> That's all I got with this. Oh boy, Death Stranding, man. This, it's going to be fucking insane. Like I said, it, it's just, it is pure Kojima. And I, I yeah. hope we're ready for it. I'd like to think I'm ready for it. Let's do it though. I'm not even, let's do I'm I'm not scared. It's going to be an experience to say the least, I feel. Like it's going to be Absolutely. Oh, it's going to it's going to change the way you live your life, I feel. Like that's <laughs> It's going it's, it's it's, to make you think. It's funny because like we got a new from software reveal and that was really cool. We know Bayonetta 3 is coming, which is incredible. Yep. But that 8 minute Death Stranding video is just out of this world. It's just like I yep, okay. All right, this is happening. I'm playing this game. I kind of want to go watch it again as we finish recording. I actually kind of want to go oh, jump into it I'm again. Gonna, I'm going to watch it again tomorrow. I'm going to watch a few trails again tomorrow. That's at the top of the list. Like, just, I I need to experience it again. It's, oh, man. Fuck. Oh, well, is there anything else from the from the Game Awards that stuck out to you that we, uh, we haven't covered just yet? Uh, nothing huge. I just actually wanted to to briefly talk about speaking about Kojima and Death Stranding and Andrew House there was that really nice little tribute they did as well yes. they basically went over Andrew House's history with PlayStation yeah. that was, it was really nice I was confused was awesome. I didn't know what was going on but it was really nice I was watching that with I think Ash had come home at that point and it started up and I was like oh Andy House yeah he's he's leaving um, PlayStation and she's like oh I thought he died. I was like, yeah, it does. It did have a bit of a in-memoriam feel about it. So he is leaving PlayStation, is he? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So that makes yeah. more sense. I was like, are they just letting him just... I thought they could announce like, a few, a few like a month ago or so. Maybe I missed it. It was yeah. just weird without that knowledge going, oh, I guess I just really like Andrew House. That's fine. He's a cool guy. I got no problems with it. No, no. I think he's moving on. He hasn't announced what he's doing yet, but he's he's moving on. From from PlayStation, which well, is hey, um, it worked yeah. for that other guy whose name I forget. <laughs> Clearly, it worked. <laughs> I remember Andrew House though. I remember Andrew House. Yeah, I mean, guy. like, well, and, and he he was saying like he's been there from the start. Like, he was yeah, there that's from a thing. PlayStation, like, that's insane. Um, and he he doesn't look that old. I didn't he realize doesn't. he looks. Pretty damn good for his age. So, whatever you're doing, Andrew, you're fucking nailing it. Um, what is yeah, your no, that was a really good moment. Yeah, I know. Maybe it's the baby capsules. 
Maybe it is a baby capsule. He's friends Maybe with it... Kojima, so that's what it is. Maybe it's a baby capsules. Maybe Death Stranding's a documentary that we'll play through. About Andrew House. <laughs> About PlayStation as a brand. About PlayStation. <laughs> now, it's going to be like, it's going to have like serious undertones of like this, the battle between him and Konami. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> that's, I can see we'll, it. We'll get the actual story. He won't o- overtly tell us the story of what happened. But we'll get the underlying like if you like if really break it down, you can figure out it's like oh that's related to this moment and oh that maybe that's what that's what happened there. Oh man, now I want that. <laughs> now I want that to happen. So good. I I just oh. want this game. But yeah. also take your time. But I want this game. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, we'll be here waiting. You know, whenever you whenever you're ready. Uh, just take your time with it, but damn, I want to see more. I want to know more. Oh, so yeah, I think Game Awards twenty seventeen, pretty damn good. Yeah, it's like I show. said, the show the show feels feels like it gets better every year. Probably could have done without those weird eBay bargains, but I guess that's because they didn't affect <laughs> us at all. Well, that's true. Yeah, um, the orchestra was awesome. Yeah, I really honestly wanted orchestra. more of that, but yeah, I guess me what too. we got was good. But I got to hear like a little bit of like Ruse in the Desert played live, which was cool. So fucking, yep, done. I was crossing my fingers for like Veneer credit song to pop up, but alas. Yeah, yeah. The Overwatch tribute was really good as well, actually. That was actually, I must, yeah. I must admit I got a little I got a little teary at that. I was like, oh, oh and um Overwatch. I've- of course, Jump Up Superstar. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Oh yeah, that got me. That got me excited too. In case, in case we're game. we're wondering, like, if anyone's wearing a future, what my stance on the video game orchestra, orchestras is, it's one hundred percent in favor of them existing. More, please. <laughs> well, I think he uh, Jeff was asking for feedback about them, saying, "Did you like it? Did you not like it? Let us know." But yeah, I think I agree with you. I think more. Have them do more. Um, I'd be down for that. Um, Phoenix played this year, but like, I I'm wasn't doing it. I don't know. I don't know much about them. I like Phoenix as a band, um, but it seemed like it was something to do. Jason Schwartzman was there to introduce them, just randomly. That was random. And spoke French. Like, like the joke was he was speaking bad French, but like, I still have no idea. I think that they were going for like it was like an homage to Sega. Mega Drive stuff. I don't well, know. Well, Sega kept getting name dropped, so yeah, and their logo at the end was in the Sega font. So yeah, um, but it was cool. Like, I mean, I like I like Phoenix, but yeah, that was it. Wasn't the best of the musical guests they've had. Well, like, I mean, you know, had... the problem is last year you're comparing it to Mick Gordon. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Mick Gordon. But even the other two <laughs> years, we had Imagine Dragons as well doing the the live thing with um. I've forgotten his name from Zelda. Um, the composer for Zelda. Oh, Koji Kondo. Yes, yeah. Well, they played the stuff live with him, like from Zelda, and then he played one of their songs with them. And apparently, they were both like super excited about it. in that Road to the Game Awards thing. They were talking about it, how like Koji Kondo was so excited to play one of their songs, and then they were like, "Oh my god, we get to play fucking Zelda songs with the." the <laughs> composer and that was like this, they were just so excited to hang out with each other and play uh and then there was uh, the year that churches played as well 
Um, which but, I fucking love churches. So, but, but Mick Gordon, Mick Gordon. Oh man, actually, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go watch that again. That's what I'm gonna go watch now. That was great. Oh, Jesus. Oh boy. Well, I reckon, I reckon that's about it, Kyron. We've uh, yeah, we've uh, blown it all out. I think it's time for us to to wrap it up. We did it. We beat the game awards. We did. Yeah, clocked it. <laughs> In a few weeks, Joel, we'll have ours. We'll have our game was uh, game we of the year. I'm really gonna start am, thinking about that. <sighs> yep, yeah, I've got to start like shortlisting some stuff. Oh god. Inverted uh, commas short. As short as I can make it. Yeah. Mm, all right. Bef- before we wrap it up, though. Not Game Awards related. I just want to have a wanted to take this moment to do a quick shout out and high five and thumbs up to Capcom for announcing Mega Man Eleven. Mega Man is still alive. Yeah. He's not dead. He's not dead. Buried somewhere in Capcom's like basement. He is alive still, and he will come out and hopefully be better than Mario Number Nine. And he'll also be a Palico skin in uh, Yeah Monster wow. Hunter World. <laughs> That was and you can listen trailer. to Mega Man songs, like the Mega Man song stuff got me excited. But yeah, the the, the Poker thing was strange. I could just use Spotify, probably. That's true, actually. Yeah, and you can have like a range of playlists anyway. I think a lot of the Mega Man soundtracks are on Spotify. But anyway, it's still cool. Thanks, oh. Capcom. I love it. Thumbs up. Otherwise, that brings us to the end of this episode, Joel. Yay! Uh, as always, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. You can search for us on Facebook, where we are also Dialogue Options. Uh, whatever podcast app or platform or whatever you use to listen to us of choice, don't forget to like drop us some stars or some thumbs up or some shares or some hearts or whatever they all do. There's so many of them yep. that I can't keep track anymore. It helps, yep. and we appreciate it. Please do that. <laughs> uh, also, uh, if you want to keep up with us individually on Twitter, I am at X, where mostly I've just been scratching my head over the From Software teaser, and I still want to know more From Software. Please tell yes, me more. Yes, please do that. Please do that. Uh, where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where uh, I've been retweeting a whole bunch of stuff about the game awards and announcements and things like that. Uh, but I saw this tweet was my favorite one that I retweeted. Nothing to do with the game awards, but it's just someone saying, seeing so-called gamers complain about art games, personal games, walking simulators. Oh well, my God, suck it up and this. get good at processing feelings, emotional empathy, and deep reads of complex narratives. What's the matter, noob? You can't hack it. And I was like, yes, fantastic. I just love brilliant. that. Um, yeah. That's about it from me. Um, yeah. Just love and live well, on Twitter. Well then, uh, we will let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux strike, which is get bitches, take us out. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>